Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're new to the show, we would just like to give you a few heads up before we start, let you know that we are not Joe Rogan, nor are we associated with Joe Rogan. Uh, None of the opinions expressed in this show represent uh, Joe Rogan or Jamie Vernon or anyone at the JRE team in any way, shape, or form. We're just three guys giving our humble opinions. Uh, The way the show works is very simple. We rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then uh, we deep dive into each episode and spend some time talking about some of the points they talked about uh, and giving our opinions on that. That's really it. There's not much else here. It's a podcast about a podcast. Uh, But we do hope you stick around and uh, we hope that you enjoy. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Flo. Oh <laughs> what is going on here? Jesus. You looked at me. Kamar's giving it his all this, but I looked at you. I'm like, what? Do I normally pan away? No, it's like you looked at me and it felt like you were rolling your eyes and then I laughed. Oh, how no, ridiculous I, I'm being. No, I wasn't. Listen, I love the enthusiasm. Someone it's a character. Apparently, I'm the downer of this podcast, so we need you to bring it up. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Or welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, my name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. What the fuck is up? And Simon. Waldorf and Stadler. Those are the names of those oh, two yeah, Muppets. I know. Yeah. I know. From the Muppets. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Those That's how boys. I described myself as yeah. the two old Muppets. I'm that's a them. good uh, I'm going to get a tramp though. stamp tattoo of them on my fucking, on my back. Just Waldorf and Stadler in a heart on your bicep? No, I said a tramp stamp on uh, like my lower uh, back. I'm trying to help you out. Or I'd get it right here with them pointing down at my penis. Interesting. Um, anyway, Kamar, how was your week? Oh, great week, uh, Matt. Thanks for asking. My mom is out of the hospital. And oh, that's She's nice. doing well. Thank you to all the well wishes all the listeners sent in. Um, Trump uh, got acquitted, and the XFL is now a thing. So I had a great week. It's crazy the XFL is putting all the betting stuff on the scoreboard. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I watched it. It's football. Very interesting. How high quality was it? I didn't watch. Football. It's weird. How about this? Is it better than the CFL? Yes. Do you know at the beginning, though, um, when they have a kickoff, all the rushers line up right in front of each other? I know, like five yards away from each other. And the guy is way back, and nothing can happen until he catches the ball. That's interesting. So there's no never guy just the cold smoke getting down there fast enough. Yeah, it is is interesting. It means you get a lot more runbacks. You definitely get runbacks, but guys, guys are still dropping the ball with no one around them. Like it's it's football. There's fumbles. There's it's, it's the XFL. Runbacks are great though. That's that shit's exciting. They only have two timeouts. They have a bunch of things that sort of make the game go faster. Their overtime is bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, when you score a touchdown, you can't kick an extra point. You can either I know you throw one for point, one point, two point, two points. Or three points. Yeah, yeah, that I knew. That's interesting. And it's one foot in bounds, so that provides for more exciting catches, like college. Yeah. I, li- I love the two feet inbounds. It's such a, a difficult When a guy does task. it on purpose, yeah, it's exactly. execution. But anyways, I'll watch it, and I'll watch it again. All right. Simon, how was your week? 
My week was all right, Maddie. Thank you. I have a little bit of a back issue, so if you hear me yelp, it's just, you know, whatever. You're obviously still steaming about Jones Reyes. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the post, Joe, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, no, and, I'm, I'm uh, angry. It's Matt's birthday. So happy, happy birthday oh, to Matt. Oh, birthday week. Past, belated. Past wow. Birthday week. We didn't get to talk on it. Talk on it. Oh, who talk cares? about it on the show last time. So, you know, congratulations on making it another year, Matthew. You're 36. No. 37. You were 36 this whole last I year. I was. Yeah. Four, four from 40. Now I'm. <laughs> Now I'm three away, so. I'm so much older than you. What are you, 44? Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, seven years older than me. Yeah. You're like two high schools but, yeah, ahead of me. Well, the younger you get, the bigger that, that gap is, you know what I mean? If I was 17 and beat you up when you're 10, it would be a hate crime. <laughs> now it would just vicious. be bullying. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, whatever. I went to Toronto, saw a show. That's all you need to know. Uh, big week, though. It was weird for me. I'll tell you why. Because I listened to the two podcasts. How many were there this week? Like five? five? Yeah, I listened to two of them and then went to Toronto. And it felt like I was like, oh, my week's done. But then I get back from Toronto and I'm like, oh, no, I have three of these to fucking. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. I had to listen to one this morning. It was a real diverse Rogan week. This is what it's all about, man. I listened to clips of all of them in the morning, like Sunday morning. Just to like oh, oh, yeah, a refresher. Yeah, that's where we are because gotcha, yeah, yeah. it always bleeds into each who talked about that or who brought that up? Oh, there's no way I remember the first two I listened to this week. Anything. And I had good points on all of them. I gotta start writing shit down. My my pot ridden old mind is becoming an issue. Anyway, come on, run down the guest list for me, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, yeah. Like you said, Matt, we had a chocker block uh, week this week. Uh, we started with 1421, the Prince of Perversion, uh, Jim Norton, everyone's favorite. I do remember this week. Then we had uh, 1422, Mr. Personality, Lex Friedman. Uh, after that, we had the unveiling of uh, Internet Troll from Over the Pond, 1423, Andrew Doyle. Hold on. Wasn't it Lex Friedman, then Jim Norton? No. Maybe that's no, how you listen Norton to it. Norton was first. Interesting. We had everyone's favorite funny nice guy tom pop up 1424 and then around off the week we had a very interesting garrett reisman saying that right 1425 an astronaut with nasa and now with spacex all right so that's so say, say that again to me we had norton friedman space guy no space no, guy not was that last. order i'm just saying i'm trying Do- to papa papa yeah Doyle. space guy oh yeah and doyle the and, british and the, the Brit. british guy yeah Okay, I just wanted to, I'm trying to get to where I'm at this week in uh, rating-wise. So I guess we'll start with you, Kamar. What do you rate this week on a scale of one to five? It's, it's, it's weird, and as we get into it, I hope it uh, um, comes out, but I give it like a three, three, two, something like that. So as we learned two weeks ago, that for Kamar is about a one, one, two, five in his rating system. Uh, Simon, what do you give the week? Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I'll give it... Uh, oh, it's tough. I'll give it a three. And we'll find out why. What week was this, Kamar? 68. 68 coming up, yeah. Week 68. Kamar gave it a... 3.2. 3.2. Matt gave it a... Three. Even three. three. And Simon gives it a... 3.75 and changed my mind. I don't really remember clearly why I thought it was such a good week, but I had fun. I feel like my mind's going to get changed. Well, I was the lowest, so 
It's really changed my mind. Yeah, sure. No, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I gave it a well, fairly you only good went, rating. So. Well, I mean, I guess you went 0.75 more than me, but. Lots of buzz topics besides, you know, Bigfoot for Simon as well. Plenty of aliens, though, so we're all good. We, I mean, let me just say this. One of these episodes was fucking useless. Ooh. That's my opinion. Can't wait to find out which one let's that was. Let's get there. Sure. Anyway, so let's get into it. Let's get there. Jim Norton. So, um, See, that's sorry. weird, though, because in Tom Papa, he says Jim Norton was the last guest I had in here. That's why I thought it was Lex Friedman, then Jim Norton. Are you guys certain? 421's Jim Norton. According to the numbers. Lex okay, there you go. The, the way they came out. Yeah, yeah, maybe they, I don't know. Okay, just hold on. Let me get where I'm going here. Well, it's fine. Whatever. Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Perfect. There I love Jimmy. Go. Yeah, Jimmy. So uh, Kamara and I were talking about it. But uh, I know he doesn't want to be the victim. He doesn't want any of that stuff. But it really f- sounded but from his story that the guy with the smelly balls raped Jimmy, like chased him around, made him suck his dick. Like, Dude, the whole like we used to suck that each sounds other's like, dicks as kids story was insane. Like he it made it sound so normal. Like what, Joe, you and your buddies weren't sucking each other's dicks? But even at the time, I mean, he was like, maybe I did get molested. I don't know. And like, maybe he's blocking out and there's a whole oh, defense he mechanism. He definitely got molested by the kid in the bathing suit. That's what I'm saying, man. But, but, like, that's, but, yeah. what that's I said, fucking rape. What I said to Simon. That's fucking rape. What I said to Simon is, look, out, he's doing great. What good is to come to, to change to his psyche? That, yeah, that, yeah. To decide I'm a victim or, or what? Like he is where he is, and um, well, isn't it like that documentary you were you guys were talking about where it's like, did the brother owe it to him to tell him that it happened? Isn't that kind of the same thing? It's if you're, it's like that, but it, Jimmy's playing both brothers in his head. Sure, but I'm just saying, isn't ignorance bliss in that scenario? I get, well, Thanks, we don't on. know. That's that whole movie yeah. is one of them thinks ignorance is bliss, and the other's like, no, you can't go through your whole life. And the issue with that something. movie is there's no follow up. We don't know where they are now. Like he's like, it's all like, yeah, I'm really glad. It but happened. with Jimmy, we there is follow up. Yeah, but to Kamar's point, it seems like he's doing pretty well and is well adjusted. Dude, I am not at all saying anything negative about Jimmy. I'm just pointing out that where he yeah, says, yeah. you know, this guy chased me around and it was no big deal. What I'm pointing out is, is that, that it was that definitely that is a big assault, deal. Yeah, you know, like well, even then, like I was like the kid was way older than him. Like it's so it was New Jersey. Anyways, uh, did you guys watch? Um, did you? Wa- I know Kamar did, but did you watch the New Degenerates? Uh, I think so. Yeah, his part was great. I, I think all of them were good. I, they were all good, but his especially was. Uh, even though he got the Hernandez thing wrong. What was that? Well, in he, he says he, it. He, he does a joke about, about Hernandez in the uh, special, but in he, in his joke, he's found guilty of all the murders. But now he finds out through the documentary. Gotcha. He only Did got you, convicted. I of heard one uh, Shab and somebody talking about that whole thing on their show, and they were. He was saying he doesn't think that Aaron Hernandez was even gay. That that's all like a, a scam to try and ruin his name now, and blah blah blah. He murdered someone. How is being gay ruining someone's name after you've murdered because someone? Because I don't know. It, it's like uh, the murder gives you like rep where the the gay is like the stain on you as this manly football player, you know? I, I don't what know. What a fucked it's, up world we live in. What a fucked up world we live in. I know this is what in. I'm saying. It's it, I'm not uh, at all standing behind it. I'm just 
That's insane. Yeah, it seems pretty crazy. Um, I felt ahead of the game stories. I mean, I felt ahead of the game that we've talked about these. Well, last week was sort of taken up with the um, Aaron Hernandez, and three weeks ago we were on the Don't Fuck With Cats. I just thought it was funny how Jim Morton has, says a comment and then says, I, I haven't seen it all, but from what I've seen, I think it's good. That's a weird statement. Well, yeah. How have you also not seen it all? What are you, that busy? It's three episodes. Seen what all? What are we talking about? Uh, don't fuck with cats, or was it the Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. The Aaron Hernandez, sorry, yeah. You know how Jim says, Joel asked him about something, he goes, yeah, I've seen, I've, I saw part of it, what I saw was good, and well, we learned how you can make a comment. We learned that. Joe hadn't seen Don't Fuck With Cats. Well, I get how you could not watch, like, the entire staircase. It's 12 episodes. But get the yeah. gist and go... And, you know, you could yeah, probably yeah, yeah, watch yeah. one through four, and then watch seven and eight and get it. With but John. With Don't Fuck With Cats, it's only three episodes. With uh, the other one, where Hernandez, it's only three episodes. Like I also found it very gripping. It's not like after one episode, I was like, well, I'll just come back to this in a week. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, on to the next. You know, it's a cool uh, documentary. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I, I can't remember the name of it right this second. But the gist of it is it's a crime one. These parents are in on vacation in like uh, wherever, Florida, wherever. And a bunch of them are there, families. And one parent is supposed to go back every 20 minutes and check on the kids in the room. It's, no, no, they're in Italy. It, in Italy, sure. It's uh, Madeline McCann. Yeah. That's the... I've watched Anyways, it. they... One time they go back and she's gone. She get she end up, ends up getting kidnapped somehow. Or, and it's just the whole thing, like, what the fuck happened? It's really interesting, man. It's really interesting. And then the Italian... Yeah, it's Italian, exactly. Because the Italian government turns on the parents of the kids. And, like, it, it's really... It's a good one, man. Anyway, sorry, totally off off point. Whatever. They they won't like that on the reviews. I love that there was a lot of Opie <laughs> and Anthony talk in this episode. It always is when uh, Norton. I know, comes but on, it's just because yeah. it's the best. There's no like, there's really no comparing it. Like I was even thinking this week, as much as I enjoy listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, there's obviously weeks that I rate low, and if it's not like higher than a four week, I'm just like, eh, whatever. But it truly is not my favorite podcast anymore. I think two bears, one cave is, to be completely honest with you. Really? Again. And my name is Matt Floyd, and that's, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm just saying, I'm, I'm yeah, starting I'm a new podcast called, called Two Three Bears, bears One Cave. Um, two Bears, Two No, cave. no. I just, for me, like, I always like just the laughter. That's why I like this podcast to start, because it was mostly comedians just going on. Now it's all like science, a lot of politics. It gets intense of, sometimes. Like there's been so much fucking heavy rape shit over the last two weeks that I'm like, oh my God, I'm t- I want to just tune into something lighthearted for once. Well, the like heavy laugh. rape shit is hard, but I mean, that, I listen to Joe because of the diversity of the guests. You know what I mean? Like I know that when I tune into Tinfoil Hat, I know what I'm going to get. You know what I mean? I know it's going to be conspiracy shit. I know. I like Joe because it's like a crapshoot, you know? Some days I'm going to get this and some days I'm going to get that. And Listen, like I said, it's why I still tune in. It's still obviously my probably second favorite podcast. I'm just saying I I prefer laughing for an hour and a half or two hours. And it, and it is so like it comes in and goes out. Like we try to hold on to it uh, for the purpose of this podcast. But you, you know what I mean? Like did you guys realize... Two weeks ago, we did the, the Soul Assassin. Kevin Ross, remember that that was and speaking of heavy podcasts. You guys remember that? He's the, oh, the fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was, was his second time on. Really? He'd been on already, but didn't talk about 
Interesting. But as an MMA episode, I imagine. It, it wasn't. It was no, before they did MMA time, but it would have been more of an MMA gotcha. episode, which is interesting that you think when someone's on, you hear everything, but you never know. Because this is a fun fact, Jim Norton's eighth time on the show. Wow. Eight fun, time. fun fact. I guarantee you they've talked about that baby bird incident on all eight times. Well, what's the guy's name? There's Pat Anaki or so. you don't I, I know only of it from the story, but it's Duffy. Who's the Duffy guy? Is it Pat Duffy? Pat Duffy is what a do you skateboarder. Mean? Pat Duffy's a skateboarder. And, and there's a guy in this whose name is Duffy. I okay. think it's a, a Pat Duffy as well. What are you talking about? In the baby bird? The eggnog puking. Yeah, okay. And uh <laughs> Sorry. And so <laughs> um so they were reminiscing about it. It's one of the most disgusting things in. And oh, apparently <laughs> Joe took credit. It was his idea, which yeah. is awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm from Fear Factor. I was into this wild stuff. But like a, two days later, uh, Pat Duffy, we'll say for argument's sake, I don't know what his name is, uh, tweeted, enough. hey, Jim, thanks for everything you guys did for me. I'm married, wife, kids. Everything's great. Oh, sweet. So yeah, that was touching. I think Kreischer retweeted, I love this. Yeah, I miss Patrice. I'm talking about someone I've never met in my life, but the first time I heard him was uh, in an interview and not stand up. Really? Yeah, he was just so intense. I'd never heard a stand up until like I'd heard tons of him on O and A and just knew he was hilarious. And then I saw some clips of him on stage at like clubs, and then I saw Elephant in the Room. To me, is one of the top five stand up specials ever. And from what I understand, part of his problem was uh, that not wanting to sell out thing. Yeah, big like time. Like, right when he got sick, he started doing uh, episodes of The Office and stuff. Yeah. But he used to shit on all those guys for trying to do that stuff. Yeah, but if listen, there's an episode where Chris Rock is on ONA, and they talk about why Patrice, like, didn't make it, and Chris Rock just lays it out. He's like, you were just too cool. Like, he'd come into, like, he pretty much self-sabotaged himself just because he thought he was, like, better than it all. Like, you're right. Like, I'm kind of doubling down on what you're saying. But, yeah, he just... He just wanted to keep it real. And sometimes that goes wrong. Most of the time that goes I forgot wrong. that he was even on The Office. He was uh, he worked in the he warehouse. In the warehouse there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the second main Say- dude after um Craig Richards. Craig Richardson? Not Richards. And Richardson, Jim Norton- is it Richardson? What's that guy's name? Black guy plays the piano. It's Craig, definitely. Craig Richardson sounds good. I like that. <laughs> Maybe Davidson. Craig Davidson, that sounds better. But Jim Norton was a sidekick at this point, right? On this show? Yeah. Or he was Jim, just a comic who visited? No, well, Jim Jim visited forever and then just became On like, O&A? I think just, yeah. He became like a regular Well, yeah, guy, then he was yeah. just one of the guys, but then he became. And then he took over for Anthony when Yeah, he left. when it was, uh, yeah. Opian. The Opian Jim show, which was a fucking disaster eventually as well. So he's been through the ringer, you know what I mean? I think he even had a talk show on Vice, like. He did. He's yeah. had jobs, get fired, uh, always supported by the stand-up. Like he's a he's a survivor, and I think that's why. Um, I don't think that's why Joe had him on the show, but why they were willing to uh, talk about uh, Mr. Shafir. Hold on, though, real quick. Him talking about getting shin kicked by John Jones—that was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. I didn't know that he did that and choked out. Well, the choked out is like whatever. That's fine. I think we've all been choked out at one time or another. No. Well, I've not been voluntarily unconscious yes yeah, so yeah. it was through like a wall toke or something i don't think oh, it was okay. from being choked out no no i've been i remember we used to like choke me out no never. craig robinson craig robinson. robinson so we went what davidson and richardson richardson yeah 
What his is son it? was there. Robinson. Robinson. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, moron. So yes, Ari talk. So Joe's main thing that I took away from the briefness uh, of the Ari talk was that Joe thinks that Ari, this is good because Ari needs to learn a lesson. And he's That's not, what I said. He's not canceling him out. He's not doing any of that shit, but he, he thinks that hopefully there will be blowback on Ari so that he doesn't do this shit anymore. That's what I took away from it. But he's not uh, having him on anytime soon for this. Well, uh, we, we were speculating last I week. I speculated that he'd be on in the next week or two. I well, still I think it may happen. I said he would happen. for sure because of his special. His special got canceled. Actually? I think so. What? The one last night? I think the uh, production company backed out of it. Shut the front door. I read an article. See, there are repercussions. Free speech is not as free as you want it to be. Wow. There are always repercussions. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. See, because this is the part I don't understand, all right? Like, I get I get that people are canceling out RE if they want to do that justifiably so. But he still has a huge loyal fan base. Those are the people who were going to watch his special. Those are the people who listen to him on Legion of Skanks. Those are those are his guys. Why are people not? You yeah, know so, what I mean? So I, I don't think the issue is uh, people who had tickets saying boycott. I'm not going anymore. The actual production company is like, we don't want to work with you. So we're pulling out. But think about it too, Simon. The production company could have dumped all this money into it and then Netflix calls them and says, we're not going to buy this thing from you anymore. Feel it's a bigger risk, whatever. I don't know the, the details. So then yeah. on them, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a better both financial right. move. He'll have say. an opportunity to redo it, but. Well, he has it. So, oh, I see. Redo it. Yeah. Because they didn't even film it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Wow. But as I told wow. you, he was on uh, Legion of Skanks and they, they didn't talk about it. He just put out a. Uh, but his podcast are... tank. I wonder if he talks about it because he I does oh, the 40, intro, 40 the minutes intro, in the, the intro, intro or 35 minutes in the intro. That's just him talking. I didn't even think about it because when it came up, I said, well, this will be from two, two weeks ago or two months ago, whatever. But that's just it. He could have a bunch of them in the in the bank or whatever, you know, I mean, the more it. I the more I simmered on it this week, the more I'm I go back to like my just original stance on everything. It's just words. Like even, you know. It's just words. I still think it was not an attempt at comedy, and I don't think he should hide behind that. I think he does comedians in a disservice by doing that. But it's just words. Yeah, and to me, it's like I said it to you last night. I Whether he was trying to make a joke or not, I think he was trying to make a joke. It was a lousy joke. It's just don't make jokes when people just die. I just don't think that's a good idea, period. Well, everyone, like Jim Norton said, there's this thing of who can be the fastest with the harshest, like like they're outdoing themselves. It's not necessary. Well, no, you fly too close to the sun, and that's what just happened to Ari. I was thinking, what if you put it out this week? That would be fine. After that would be fine. It's like just give that little grace period to the fam, to everybody who just experienced this loss. But on the same time, we said uh, Tony Hinchcliffe put out the same time. I Kobe passing. I think it can't be true. Again, I think that should have been a week later and and still a funny joke. Tony's timing was too. Everybody just don't make jokes about it right away. Well, this is where Simon and I disagreed because last night I said at least Tony's to me had the tone of a joke. And it was lighthearted. But I think Ari's was also a joke 
it's just a shitty Ari joke. I don't think you can say one is a good joke and one is a bad joke, so one is okay. That's the part that from last week that I said, oh, Tony's was okay because it was funny. But it's just, it makes no difference, man. They're I, I, both I, I, just lousy I wonder if it's like an to do. emotional um, immaturity. You know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be a spirit of, there's no such thing as too soon. Anything can be done. Well, I mean, you and know. And then you get to a point where, like, well, what's the. You know that's Ari's take. I mean, the guy is still throwing shit and piss at people. Like, it's not, uh, he's not. I'll put it to you this way. The only thing that bothers me, I said this to someone, I think I wrote this on Reddit this week. The only thing that really bothers me is, like, at the end of the day, you're really just trying to profit off someone else's death and, and a family's misery. You know what I mean? Like it, at the end of the day, you're just trying to sell tickets for your special. You're trying to show how sharp a comedian you are, how sharp your skills are. And like, I get it. That's fine. But I just, to me, that's like the lowest hanging fruit. But again, yeah, I'll say it again and again. He shouldn't be canceled. I don't think his special should have been canceled. I, I, I don't know. I but think- wait, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Should there not be repercussions in life? Do you know what I mean? Consequences. Like, yeah. When you do something shitty, shouldn't there be some... Con- Granted, maybe this is extreme, but there should be like... When you do something crappy, people should let you know so that you don't do crappy shit. When I was, when I was a kid, it was called opportunity cost. So whatever you do, there's going to be a cost. You, you, you can't just go For every action, willy-nilly. there is an equal and opposite reaction. I mean, who's to be the... Uh, arbitrator that decides what the again i guess that's the, 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 the consequence but you know sometimes it's like um things play out in the market you know what i'm saying so he threw out something into the market and now the market will adjust accordingly that's not somebody deciding his fate that's uh, the collective people speaking we're too weak well no but hold on stop there's a big dip like Calling in a bomb threat to his show is not the the market working itself out. That's someone. Somebody called in a bomb threat to his yeah, show. One of his shows got canceled last weekend, like Feb, like the Super Bowl weekend. His shows got canceled because people were calling in bomb threats. They were calling in threats to Ari. So I mean that like two wrongs don't make a right. Listen, I, I'm kind of just playing this out in my head. I'm not. I understand what you're necessarily saying. Necessarily taking a stance here because I'm not sure where I land. I know that. I was offended just by, like I said, I think nobody should do it. Ari, Tony, nobody. But I also don't think anybody should be canceled for a mistake. Like, But let me give you, let me give you an example. It's not a great one, but I'm just going to lay it out there like this. Let's say Harvey Weinstein passed away tomorrow. There's a good chance that a lot of people would have tweets like, good, I'm glad this piece of shit passed, yada, yada, yada. And there wouldn't be much, if any, outrage at those people saying that. And the reason is he's regarded as a rapist. Now, Kobe Bryant, we it's on record that he paid that girl off, right? Yeah, but we, again, we discussed this last night. I gave you a reason why possibly he could have paid sure, her off. Sure, I know. Listen, we can do all the fucking, we can do all that dancing through hoops and shit. I'm just saying, you know, we have this weird standard in life where, like, I, I don't know. There's a million people he could have said like, oh, good, I'm glad they're dead and it wouldn't have been that. And I guess, you know what, by my logic, if Harvey Weinstein dies tonight, just nobody, you'll still get the same thing five days later, four days later. Like he's still a human being, you know what I mean? It's still somebody losing their life. I just, I don't know, man. Talk about low hanging fruit. 
I mean, there's the argument. Listen, I'll play both sides. There's one argument that's like, if I don't make the joke first, someone else will. But that's hold on, hold horrible on, hold on. Well, no, but I'm just saying in the in the comedic world, that's how premises work. If you're not the first to like publish it on Twitter, then it's someone else's premise, and you can't be like, oh, I thought of it, I just didn't want to put it on Twitter because then you just sound like a fucking asshole. Yeah, so I, I don't think that's true. I think someone can take a premise and do way better. Well, no, no, than but your... if if Tony Hinchcliffe doesn't put out that joke and somebody else puts out the exact same joke, you know what I mean about Kobe not being able to pass there's a timestamp. yeah that's, that's all i'm out. saying now but the the counter argument to that is well unless you're going to use it in a special it doesn't fucking matter and just like you said you're prospering off of somebody's death i agree like, i just said i want to get a diablo get avocado a grip, there just you know? play both sides of the yeah field, yeah yeah you know? i'm not saying you personally i'm saying these comics like and again I, I, nobody should be uh, wiped off the map for a statement, especially one like that, where it's not like he was coming out and, you know, it wasn't a racist thing. It wasn't a, uh, he wasn't coming out against trans people. It was a, an attempt at humor, I assume. Fair enough. Anyways, let's move I, off. I didn't right. say it wasn't an attempt at humor. I just said it, it, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't worded as a joke. It was an attempt at humor, but it was not worded as... Okay, just to that point. Sure. If Kobe dies or whoever dies and I come out and say, good, I'm glad he died. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. Okay. To me, that might be my idea of a joke. It's just a shitty joke and it was a, a bad effort at a joke writing. But you can't say that he wasn't trying to write a joke. That's just my point. It was just bad. He did a bad job at it. He worked too quickly. He didn't think it out. Yeah, but Simon, if someone tweets out like, I really hate Jews, but like there's no intonation like I just said it there. It, I, it just reads, I really hate Jews. You know what I mean? Like that, you wouldn't sit there and be like, well, this guy was just trying to make a joke. He's a comedian. and it's Well, again, I think it would be different if a comedian said it or if um, neo-Nazi said it. I get so it. So you got to cut Ari a little bit of slack because he's a comedian. I already do. I'm cutting him. I've, I've cut him enough slack. No, I'm just no, saying. I, I mean the slack of assuming that he was trying to write a joke and not just being a horrible, horrible human being, you know? But I already made that. That's what I'm saying is like I already come at it at that assumption. I'm just I'm what I'm saying to you is like it. It just didn't have the feel of a joke. What do you think? Because I, you, I, you write jokes. Was I, it an attempt at a joke? Sure. Just being, um, what is it called? You know, like those joke books we used to get as kids. Not Offensively joke. dirty. Like, you know what I mean? In that vein. So the, the joke is, oh my God, this guy really likes basketball to be this happy but he tried to do the social commentary with the rape and the hollywood <laughs> and that's where things got that's where things got screwy but just that original uh, like i'm with you it's it's he cares more about basketball than human life that's the joke it's a horrible joke like i i'm not the whole point that. of this though is we heard in joe's voice He's disappointed. Oh right? yeah, a, that was oh. A st I, he had his. What did he say? They have to invent a new word because stupid isn't good enough for what he did. Like confirming our suspicions or whatever we might have wanted. Whether he did this, no one feels sorry for him. Well, listen, Ari, no one feels sorry. Ari for him. was already on thin ice with everyone because of the the dosing. The dosing, like they had just gotten over that. That had just smoothed itself out. 
And then, well, dude, that's the Kobe best. bomb. Bert talked about it on Two Bears One Cave. He goes, "Yeah, my daughter's <laughs> apparently." There were people at his house, and they were like, oh, my God, can you believe Ari said that? And one of his daughters goes, uh, the guy drugged my dad in front of me. I can definitely believe he did that. And I just thought that was fucking hilarious. So, yeah. It's, it's good timing on that kid, man. Obviously, uh, it's not like, I don't know. I Like I said, I wasn't, I saw it, and I was kind of like, oh, I didn't think it would blow up as big as it did. I didn't. I don't think he thought it would blow up as big as it did. I agree with you. Joe is disappointed for sure you like that thing yeah, well, I, I it's unbelievably uh, <laughs> uh stress relieving yeah no he's uh it's gonna be interesting to see his uh comeback or whatever speaking of bomb threats though um jim norton used to like call bomb threats in yeah. like he's one path away from being a serial killer and like, call the fbi <laughs> call the fbi rap people out <laughs> yeah no that was listen, great man weird guy the funny the craziest <laughs> when you see him he blinks a lot like he has a very weird like blink, a, a tickiness. Yeah, like always, yeah. like oh, it's fucking. He apparently is retired Chip Chipperson. I don't know if you guys are aware, but he had an alter ego. Yes, of co- dude, I was a. He started okay. on Opie and Anthony. Well, that got its own thing going, and he's now pulled the plug on it. That's part of the reason him and Opie didn't get along. Opie hated that character. Hated it. Why did he fuck with Opie? No, it was just a weird. He says as he leaves. Uh, I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I personally didn't find it that like. But dude, he toured that character. Yeah, and and I think he's just sick of doing it. I get it. That which makes is, sense. Which is interesting. And in, and in, in this time where we talk about selling out, and someone say, "No, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that anymore." So like Bobcat. Well, I was gonna say, look at Sasha Baron Cohen too. Though he had success as these characters, and then was like, "I'm I'm done with this. We'll, it, we'll do something it, else." It probably messes with your psyche and your 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 brain, like. Well, probably to, to like do sh- it well, you got to really s- submerge yourself and be another person almost. And well, with Sa- sorry, man. Well, I was going to say with with Sasha Baron Cohen, probably much like Chappelle, he just got tired of people running up to him and yelling Borat. My wife. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. I was going to say for Sasha Baron Cohen, it must just get old fucking deceiving people like that. You know, that's heavy. That must be heavy on you when you're actually well, tricking people who maybe don't deserve to be tricked. Not all of those people... I mean, I guess yeah. Most of them deserve to be tricked, dude. Yeah. They un they found a pedophile ring while yeah, while yeah, filming yeah, yeah, that yeah. show. The OJ interview was incredible. I think it's more with Sasha Baron Cohen. Now that I think about it, I think it's more that there's such exposure to those characters that he has to retire them because you like you know you can only run that Borat thing so long until you walk into a store and the shop's like, well, oh my god, it's Borat. Well, the best part is is in the beginning. Is this for real? Is this fake or whatever? That's the best part. And once you know that, which is uh, r- ruined one of the guests for me this week, that happening. Wow. Never meet your heroes. Like I, Tatiana. You know, yeah. You know what I think about uh, with Jim Norton is he's because he, he's on an MMA podcast as well. Yeah. Like with, he's killing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that he loves fighting. So I found part of this podcast, gone a lot of fighting. And it, it was, you guys were just talking about fighting. And I just. The thing about talking about fighting is it could go on forever and there's no... There's no wrapping it up? There's no wrapping it up because it's always, well, if he had done this or if he had done this or if that guy was healthy and it's just that weird sort of conversation and I just don't have know enough about it to engage into it and want to offer opinion like uh, Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) I mean, I don't, again, Simon and I watch a ton of it, so I'd never mind when they, uh, especially when it's that kind of talk. I mean, I get a little annoyed when it's a comedian, not an, annoyed's the wrong word, but I'm just like, I don't, 
I don't need it from them. I I, I want to be laughing, and all of a sudden we're stuck in MMA talk. I don't know. But I find it sometimes g- it gets bogged down, like Kamar's saying. What I enjoy at least about the comedians like Jim Norton is a he's on a show about the UFC, so you got to at least give him that he speaks about it Fair at enough. length. He's passionate about yeah. the sport. He is, and he Matt Sarah's his cohort, so he's obviously got inside knowledge, and he's been kicked and choked out by. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of has like some. Again, he's in- grandfathered in. Fair yeah, enough. and I Absolutely. find that I find that at least when they talk about it, they bring some levity and comedy to what could what could be a really boring conversation, right, like we're getting to in the next episode. Sure, yeah. I felt they totally addressed the Stephen A. Smith issue as well. Like he's well, not he's I not going to be like all week. I think it's two a, weeks. I think it's a done deal. Yeah. We're not going to see Stephen A. Smith exactly. I think they nipped in yeah. the bud. Joe's like whatever, and yeah, it's we made it a bigger deal than a. It was, I think. Yeah, we acted like little girls on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, that's what we do. We make speculations. We talk shit. I'm interested. What do you guys think gray aliens are? If you had to take a guess. They're the the typical one that sort of look like the alien from American Dad. Yeah, we agreed. We all know what a gray alien looks like. Big gray head, tiny body. Joe's theory is that it is... Uh, version of us in the future because as we progress um, we won't need genitals anymore our brains will become much bigger blah 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 go Kamara what do you think they are exactly what you just said (laughs) well that's not me that's Joe's theory and I think the same thing okay Matt I don't know I assume they have like an olive complexion probably rather hairy Wear a lot of sweaters, hats. That's stupid. What a <laughs> moron. I think, personally, the greys themselves are some sort of like android issue thing where it's it was made by a different alien and it's their, they do the dirty work down here. You know what I'm saying? If you were like a super sentient being, you wouldn't go down yourself to kidnap people. You'd send your henchmen down, you know? Agreed. But, so that that's my theory on what a grey is. They're not the actual alien. Well, they are an a. I mean, maybe they're a biological thing, but still work for a higher being. Or they could be a, like I said, some sort of like bio robot. Or you know, listen, we're talking about aliens. It's uh, it just seems like an odd argument. Like we would send ferrets to another planet to like we would send get to another organism. No, we would send a version of ourselves in robotic form to go do our dirty work, maybe, or I don't know. But I think yep. Joe's point was more that they're us from the future, the mm-hmm. greys. Yeah, sure. I thought it was no surprise. That I, we... I agree. That's what Joe thinks they are. That's okay. what we turn into. Oh, we, but that's where we're going. That's where he's going. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, 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 everything's happening at the same time, right, in the universe. We know that, right? Do we? I thought we figured that one out. I don't. I haven't figured out anything in sixty-eight so like, weeks. Oh, they, they remember they were talking about time, and like Jim was like, "Well, if you bend time here, it doesn't pull everything over." And obviously, we don't know. That's if they're able to use um, travel like that. If they're having to use the travel that we know of, they could still be going back to their home planet from visiting us hundreds of thousands well, no, of years no. ago. We know it's interdimensional travel, so I mean, nip that in the bud. So time is irrelevant. Just everything's, <laughs> wow. everything's coming around. What I wanted to say is, is no surprise that uh, Jim could, because he was being critical of Bob Lazar, 
Yeah. And he, he had no problem with the whorehouse. I mean, they, they didn't bring it up, but Pimp, Pimp Bob. Yeah. But it was that he, they can't find his transcripts. Yeah, I know. That was the sticking point. Well, right? and, and they can. Like, they've proved a lot that Bob Lazar actually worked at that place. And I'm going to go back to this. Uh, I'm fine if you want to say Bob Lazar, um, A, is lying about what he saw, or B, thinks he saw something. Right? Like, he would be the perfect patsy for. It seems like such a weird for double this whole pump. Operation. It seems like a weird double pump fake, though. Like, just hear me out. Like, so we're going to make this guy, Bob Lazar, think he's seeing these things. We're going to set up this elaborate scheme so that Bob Lazar sets up these things. Then we're going to. We're going to make it so that he brings people out to see these things. So that corroborates the story a little bit. Right. right? You're with me. Exactly. Okay? Then. The double pump fake comes when we erase all of his records to discredit him while we kind of like. If well, you're not all of the records, because like I said, there are, you know, uh, George Knapp has found. I get it. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like you're kind of setting up one thing that's then going to. It is also possible that you have two agencies who have no idea what the other one is doing. I don't know, man, which wouldn't be the first time in the history of the government that they had. Um, That's a fun screenplay we should write. About Bob Lazar? Well, it could be loosely. We wouldn't name him Bob Lazar, obviously, but... No, it would we'd, be call loose- him, we'd call him Robert Lazar. Yeah. <laughs> the point is... is <laughs> Space pimp. <laughs> he would work at, like, some super secret place, and every agency, like the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, would all be accidentally trying to work this one guy in one different patsy angles and they don't know yeah. it's that's beautiful man i think it's a great comedy yeah, screenplay that's, that's a great idea but so back to bob lazar intergalactic space pimp intergalactic space pimp exactly he would be that would be a really good like it would explain why they're letting him talk because that's always been the look, we know the government offs tons of people. If he's actually spilling legitimate information, why is he still out there spilling legitimate information? You know? I don't know, man. I could see it. I could see him. I totally think that he believes what he saw. 100%. He thinks he saw UFOs. But, I think we'd have uh, to revisit that episode. And maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that for a throwback. We'll go back to one that we already reviewed and see how we... See how it's aged now. If we listen on it with new ears. Yeah. I, I, I thought... Um, we're going to review our own show? No. Or we're going to re-listen, re-listen to, to the Bob Lazar okay. episode. Once again, though, uh, Joe has... It's now a almost annoying habit said, I can tell you something that Bob told me, but I can't tell you. Dude, here. I'll tell that you after is the driving show. me crazy. What the uh, do you fuck? Do he's cognizant of it that it's like... I don't know, man, but I gotta know what this fucking is. In this convo, don't say anything at all if you're not gonna say something. I mean, he could do whatever he wants. I'm not being critical of him, but it's reoccurring every, almost every show. Yeah, if you didn't bring enough for the whole class... That's what we were don't taught. Don't eat your popcorn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seems like a real dick move. We get it, Joe. You know something we don't. You make $30 million a year off your podcast. But I mean, he's done it all along with, I know a comic or I know an actor or this guy. I'm not going well, to say his name. Well, it's two things. It's the gay guy he knows who has a family, who's a comedian, who won't come out. And what Bob Lazar knows. But hold on. That make that one makes sense. Oh, there's something wouldn't... about Epstein as well. There's a, there's mm, there It's starting to pile up. Epstein. But here's the yeah. weird thing. I get it. You don't want to tell 7 million people, but you're willing to tell... 
dozens of people. And and Norton, who, you know, he might go and tell everyone. Who knows? It, 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 I, it just can't be out of Joe's mouth publicly. Once I tell you, if you want to go tell people, tell it. I'll deny it or whatever. I don't know what is packed he has. The other thing I think I've come to grips with is that I agree that Neil deGrasse is like some sort of um, government sci- shill. science shill. <laughs> and and he's just out there fucking towing lines, man. Simon's got his Eddie Bravo cap on. Well, as well I mean, deep I've, as it I've always go. been, you know, since Degrassi was such a fucking clown the last time he was on, I've lost like total respect for the guy. Well, there's and, something there's something we know psychological that happens when you go on the Joe Rogan show when you're now cognizant of how big it is and what a, and you just get the the adrenaline. But it gave me a panic attack as he was talking about his assistant going into uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like call him out, out or whatever. <clears throat> and I see from this platform now, I feel like I would do that and just, he must look like such an idiot. Yeah. Like if I was to argue space with Neil deGrasse Tyson, I'd just be hey, hey, all oh thumbs. It'd just be, and I don't want to think that I know something when I ultimately realize I know nothing. I mean, that's kind of the problem with where we lie today in the world is that uneducated people that know nothing like myself. Like I mean, I would never whole podcast. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, listen, we just take on each other's ideas and we constantly say we don't know shit. It's not like we had it's not like we have someone in a specific profession, like a PhD person sitting with us and we're all yelling at them going, no, you're wrong. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I have a fear that I might do that one day. <laughs> I heard about that. And it'd be awful for me. I'm sure when I used to drink, I did that. Like oh, at a bar one night, you know what I mean? I must have sat beside someone way, like miles smarter than me and bickered with them about some shit. And they just annoyingly shit. listened? Oh, for sure. 100%. I heard an interesting concept the other day. It was like, uh, I'll butcher this for sure, but the gist of it was old, ancient um, alchemy uh, magic whatever you want to call it from back in the day is actually just like the science that we're catching up with now you know Mm -hmm. that's possible yeah i don't understand that say that again so things they were you're you're not gonna like this matt it insinuates (laughs) that there was an ancient civilization that was doing things today that we're finding brilliant but calling it something different and we're just catching up now to our tail. Just like we're going to catch up to the greys. Ooh, put a bow oh, in it. Yeah, nice, wow. Kamal. <laughs> if only greys had tails, that would be a real oh nice analogy. Now, Jim Norton is hilarious, but he comes to the dark side. And I was saying to Simon, he doesn't agree. But I don't I don't think it's normal to try to hang yourself 400 times or try it. That's what he said. Like, he got into about talking about suicide and stuff. Like, he's obsessed with that, I found. Yeah, I thought just that was thinking a bit about weird. people's mindset and what they do, and I said I hope it doesn't happen, but I feel like he'll he's going to accidentally hang himself or something if he's hung himself a hundred times. And he assured Joe, "No, I'm, I'm, it's not like that. It's not like that." But it's like, I mean, it was definitely a bit morbid too. To oh, excuse me, just in general, pretty morbid to bring up. Oh, he's just got a dark. He's oh, I know he definitely dark has a, side. Yeah, I mean, again, Jim's also not afraid to broach subjects that most people, you know don't ever want to talk about so full shizzle but kudos to him for that because i think a lot of people you know look for someone to 
I think that's why people love Jim because I agree. He fucking so I'm saying he facilitates soul, some, you know? something that they yeah. He thinks it out. Before. He's just not spin out words. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this podcast. Did you ever see the clip of Jim Norton getting into it with Jesse Ventura? No. When he's like, I'm not afraid of you, you fucking big man. <laughs> what? No, really? Yeah, dude, Jesse Ventura storms out of the studio. Why? What? What? I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll show the, you. Can you write it in your book? Yeah. Jesse Ventura. Poster. We'll talk yeah. about it in the post. I want you to see it. It's fucking hilarious. You've seen it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. He's he's walking away. He's like big fucking tough guy, huh? He's like I'm not afraid of you, you big fucking man. <laughs> Whatever he says, it's fucking hilarious. They both put their uh, stamp of Seville on um, approval. <laughs> I was like, what is this on uh, Kim Kardashian too? Eh, cosign. Yeah, they co-signed. Well, I mean, say whatever the fuck you want. She's using her wealth and power to do something decent. Like, good yeah. for her. Yeah, I no, mean, let's no. hold on. It's nothing is for nothing. Again, she does it as a PR thing, uh, which is fine. Listen, yep. I'm sitting there saying, yep. I at least she's using, she's doing good PR, and that she's helping people. The rest of her family does PR with like fucking nail sessions and uh, yeah. blowouts. You All know? I'm saying is, if you can do PR that helps other people, that's probably better than just doing PR that helps you. So it's the world we live in, man. Like you know, I'm trying to defend. Yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. I'm with that's you. all I'm saying. I'm with you. You can't just look at it like, oh, she's just out there doing nothing for nothing. Like she's not, you know. Anyway, right. we should uh, move on because we're like an hour in and we've only gone through Jim Norton. Okay, let's move on. Simon, you got to rate him. Oh, right. Where's my little book? Look who's on point this week, dude. I was up at fucking, I was up somewhat early today. It feels good, eh, buddy? No. Oh, I'm already tired. I want thought, a nap. I thought you were going to have a, this is a new leaf. Let's do this. No. Well, I mean, I'm general trying to. Take you can never do this more. at 11 in the morning. So I give this one a three and a half. I actually specifically told Simon if we could do this podcast at like 7 p.m., it would be the best thing for me in the world. What about 7 a.m.? Oh, <laughs> like right before you totally go to bed. useless. Totally useless. I give it a four. I love this podcast. What did you give it, Simon? Three and a half. Um, I'll give it a four. I'm with Kamar. They address all the issues that we had talked like about one, last yeah. week. And, um, and you know what? Even Kamar saying Jim's been on eight times. It wasn't like a Tom Papa where I was like, this guy was just on. Like, Jim, it's it doesn't seem like he had just been on, even if... Have yeah. we rated Jim before? You're right. I changed my mind. 375. <laughs> oh, look at that. We we already changed Simon. Pulling up your socks. All right, let's move on to Lexus Friedman. 1422. This guy I've had enough of. Yeah, this guy I've also <laughs> had enough of. Nice guy, but I've just... The, the whole shtick I find uh, over the top. We never took the time to figure out if he was touch of death. But I am still certain. He is touch of death. Yes. Oh, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. But did we take the time to figure that out, like, certainly? No, you're right. We never took the time to figure out. So, so we're 90% point. that he is touch of death. Well, I just, I now that I think about it, I'm not 90%. I'm 50-50. He's touch of death. Okay. In my still sta- good odds. In my statement, I will be um, hypocritical in, in, in what I'm saying, but um, this is his third time on. Okay. And I feel like I'm slowly watching the guy's life unravel. <laughs> like even though he's smart and together, he's if I'm obsessed with Joe Rogan, this guy is over the top obsessed with Joe Rogan and Oh my god, it's nuts. <laughs> well you want sorry, are you done? He no. I'm just setting the, the layout for anyone who doesn't listen at all. He we started out he was MIT uh, expert on um, artificial intelligence. Drive the same car, my friend. And driving. And it was very riveting. This guy's on the edge of it all. And now 
on his third appearance, he's quit his job, started up a podcast, and is trying to make the box from her. Yeah. Because he has no personality and can't find a companion. And I feel horrible. Like, it's... Can I say something really quickly? When he was talking about how you can just go to McDonald's, when he was talking about how you can just go to McDonald's and order just the beef patty for like a buck 30 or whatever, I pictured like a Michael Douglas and falling down. I pictured Lex Friedman with like a, a weird suit with flood pants and high socks at a McDonald's ordering two patties with a handful of change and thinking to him putting them in his briefcase. No. And like looking at an application like I thought I, when he did that, he thought Joe was going to offer him a bunch of elk, like a side or something. You, you know what I mean? I actually thought deeper than that. I was like, I think he's, I think he's here hoping that Joe will maybe jump in to fund his company. It seemed like a cry for help. I'm not going to lie. Well, no, not not only that, but it, it's turned into. It used to be learning from Lex, and now Lex is just interviewing Joe when he goes on because he's in his podcast mode now that he has a podcast. And if you look at who's he's had on his podcast, it's insane. Like it's he's oh, I know. smart. I, he's smart, but yeah, yeah. it's not extracting in, the only for information I I want when I listen to that. How long till AI? Is it twelve more years? Or whatever. What's this breakthrough? Well, he thinks it's going to be forever. Well, he thinks that, but what he discussed <laughs> is about how the AI has to learn how to play with itself, and and th- and that is how learning. And I don't think anyone can say when that snaps and all of a sudden going way way fast, and, and the the learning accelerates. You know what I mean? I agree. So so it's useless having him on, is what you're saying. <laughs> He is the biggest. He is. He should have this podcast. Yeah. This should have been his yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's just turned in. Like when he said he quit, I was like, you quit. What, what do you mean you quit? Lex, we have a good thing going, but he's, he's taken up with his passion and he, he's a passionate man. For sure. Have you seen, he, he, he plays Joe's, Joe's intro, intro song on, on his guitar. guitar. Yeah. It's I. I don't know what to say. That I, it's too far. Yeah. <laughs> I just genuinely, when this guy this time was on, I was like, we've done all of this. Everything we're doing here, we've done. There's nothing new here. Same with Tom Papa. I was like, everything we're doing here. Tom Papa was worse, actually. Far worse. But Ask me a question as if you're Joe Rogan and I'm Lex Friedman. Uh, have you ever gone elk hunting? Uh, that's an excellent question. But first, I want to thank you for something. I'll answer that in a second, but first I want to I want to see how much I like. That's how everything was. Oh, it was brutal. And you can't hate a guy for being humble and just uh, overwhelmed on your third time, though. Sort of act like you've been there, Lex. Like, what do you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Simon, you're quiet. You like this episode? N- no, I I I did like this episode. I got some great um, stuff from it. But I have nothing nice to say about this guy, and you guys have done a really nice job of taking care of that for me, because I don't just want it to be a pile-on on Lex Friedman. Listen, something you're right. Something's going on with him. This episode seemed like a... Um, Listen, if this guy was Antonio Brown like Rich, prom- we'd be thinking he's doing Antonio Brown shit right now. A promotion now, like- push, almost, you know, to where every other one was just him doing whatever this one he was on with like which makes sense because he has a podcast now and all that stuff whatever 
some of the things I extracted from this episode, I cannot believe there is not a thing called either, I'll give you options for names, Muay Thai, T-I-E, or Thai Kwon Do. These are all martial yes, arts I dealing with the abuse of a Thai. <clears throat> Oh, that, that's how it started. Oh, yeah. Joe, like, he's done it, man. He's 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 starting a, a part of his cult, which is the first martial art you have to learn is how to kill somebody with the tie they are wearing around their neck. No, he went even further. No winter coats either. <laughs> no ties, no winter coats. I love how uh, Lex at least stands up for himself, though. You know what I mean? That's like, the only Joe, thing I-, I love you. Thank you for 10 years of service, but I got to car- categorically disagree. That would have been the best if he said, fine, and just tapped him out and climbed over the desk or whatever. That would have been amazing. Or if he defended it, that would have been amazing moment. That's why we need Alex Jones to go in in a tie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Choke me. I'm retarded, Joe. I Show s- me. I sounded like uh, Beavis there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just feel like the... the the, the passion to create the her thing is like, because when he's not uh, thanking Joe for inspiration and everything he's done and, and the positive effect he's on on people, and he does answer the question, uh, he gives amazing thought out. Like, yeah, I'm with you. The, let's, the way let's he, hear more AI robots. The, the way talk. he answered the simulation, like that was the best breakdown. I still didn't understand anything, but the way he said it, like the, the three possibilities, like the way his brain works, the guy is brilliant. I'm just so sad that he's trying to build a girlfriend joe joe glazed over one of the best stories in jre history that he choked out his dog to save his cat come on y'all that's fucking amazing i feel like he's told that story before i've never heard that before have you heard that before kamar i don't remember it i do not i I, that's why it didn't feel new it doesn't stick out like a a classic story felt new to me Hmm. that's amazing dude that's amazing like listen Sorry, go ahead. Come With on. Lex interviewing you, something's going to come something's out eventually. Something's going to pop out. It's true. He's like a shrink. He's going deep into the recesses. Joe started talking a lot about the responsibility of his show. This whole Bernie thing has um, uh, I've said it for created like a, a a dialogue inside his own brain. You know of. Well, how what can you, am I responsible for? What is this all about? But as as the money's coming in, you've got to. This is coming from somewhere like I know, but you can have the money come in and you could still be just, you know, shooting the shit, not doing any. But when you have these guys on, you're all the, of a sudden the, the shockwave, the effect. Yeah, the ripple effect is, uh, I think, bigger than he ever expected, you know. But OK, so everything takes a moment to get to, you. you know what I mean? Like people probably knew it was bigger than he thought it was before he knew it was, even though he's look at his numbers or Jamie is telling him we have a hundred thousand more downloads today, Joe. If they, I don't even know if he wants to look at that stuff. Listen, let's be serious. You all saw the report. I did that. He makes $30 million a year off his podcast. Forbes just released that. You saw that Simon. You saw that. I did, I did not. Number you one, didn't. Okay. Number one podcast in the world. Yeah. So Forbes just released that. Why wouldn't we do a podcast about it? Number one podcast in the world. He makes $30 million a year. So let's assume that two years ago he was at least making Twenty million dollars a year off it, right? Just an assumption. Yes, just, fine. Just an assumption for, you, for what you're saying. Okay, Diablo Avocado. Sure. So for that assumption, how could you not making twenty million dollars a year off your podcast think 
at that point that this is probably bigger than like you got to have some well you must know when you put the shovel on the ground not that they built the actual warehouse but bought the warehouse I, and so tuned it out you I just don't think I think that unless if he never has politicians on it's a moot point because he it has stays he has in, almost? no he has important people on and they talk about important things but nothing that's affecting the outcome of an election or y- you know what I'm saying? It's the politicians that have changed the Joe Rogan landscape and it's really easy to fix. Just don't have them on anymore. Don't do that anymore. Well, he decided and, that. Well, exactly. And, and you've learned your lesson and it, there really has been no harm, no foul. So we move on, you know? Well, it got through to him. Yeah. Well, good. And it's kind of like how Ari has to have his thing get through to him. Just to tie it around with a nice little bow. Telling you, I still think Trump will be on this year. Yeah, no, I totally disagree. I don't think he's ever going to have a politician on again, period. I think he would have, but now never. Yes, agreed. But now never. Well, I never say never anymore. Unless it's Simon arguing Bigfoot or aliens. In which case, I say never often. Never often. Um, It's like Lex Friedman is too smart for his own good. So, Hillary... Clinton. Yeah, we know. Okay. Was there a different Hillary? Heard of her. Just uh, as we get into politics, um, she's sitting waiting in the wings. Who was it who was on Rogan who was talking about, oh, maybe it wasn't on Rogan. Do we really think she's still waiting in the wings at this point? I absolutely do. And I think. I think it's too late. You realize the the election's in November, right? No, there's nothing. there's nothing too late. She, she can come in at any point. That Bloomberg guy's just come in. Yeah, the DNC can just... And he's uh, going to spend right. $2 billion but I really think, to beat Trump or make sure Trump doesn't win. And I know I called this way earlier on, but I think there's going to be some sort of attempt on Trump. Yeah, I disagree. Mm-hmm. That would shake things up even more. Like, <laughs> if they did that, it'd be a bad idea. Because if you... It'd be a landslide it, victory after no, but, that. If he were to be assassinated, now he's a martyr, so you're fucked. So all these people are just galvanized as the best, you know what I mean? No one will say anything. And if you almost get him, he's galvanized. Like, it's, it wouldn't achieve the purpose anyone wanted because he's not really the cause all of everything that's bad in the world. It, w- it would not make a difference besides nothing, you know what I mean? If, if Trump got assassinated, it wouldn't change our lives. Either way, we've now just been red flagged by like six different organizations. SNL so. <laughs> SNL wouldn't be funny anymore. That was uh, quite... Did you see the opening skit from last night? Yeah. The DNC uh, Ohio debate or whatever? That's a good on them for making fun of themselves. It was funny. Tulsi's not even in the d- debates anymore. Is that right? I think she's dropped out at this point. Didn't well, she? But nobody else has dropped out. Well, I think she's in a bunch of litiga- litigation suing like YouTube and. But I mean, Hillary they're not even. They haven't. They're not even making her a character on Saturday Night Live anymore. She's not. Uh... Yeah, I think she dropped out again. I know nothing. I didn't I live wa- in Canada. Yeah, I, didn't, and I don't give I a didn't fuck. Watch the. Uh... It's a money thing. Okay, and... well, hold on. Let's let's get to something a little more fun. Back they, to Lex. They were talking about Elon. Yeah. And I know I've said this before, but even more, when I keep hearing people talk about him, I, th- I really believe he's an alien. The only thing I'm not sure of is whether he knows he's an alien or not, because it could go two different ways. It could be that, like we said, 
implanted down here, really terrible cover story to throw us off. You know what I'm saying? Obviously make him look totally like an alien because then we'd say, well, they would never do that. Meanwhile, they're doing it. But the other option would be... Another double pump fake. Right, exactly. A triple, quadruple pump fake. The other option would be that he doesn't even know he's an alien. Right? Like he's just a boy growing up hearing voices in his head like he told Joe. Remember when he was on the podcast, he was like, you know... I have so much chatter going on in my brain. Like it's hard. Sometimes I can't turn it off. I just keep. Okay. So you think it's aliens in there? Like go to Mars, whatever, telling him to, to build rockets, to do this, to do whatever he's doing, man, dig tunnels, build rockets, new power. So he's mostly boy, slightly alien. I think he's just a dreamer. No, I, I'm no, well, Simon saying he's an alien. You're convinced he's an alien. Wow, a thousand thousand percent. The only question I have now, Matt, is whether he knows he's an alien and is in on the scam or if he's oblivious to it, too. And he's just doing God's in quotation work. But let me ask, you're not you don't need to shake his hand and look him in the eyes like you're not even nine hundred ninety nine percent sure. A thousand. I'm not even a hundred percent. Oh, I know. I got that. That's abundantly clear. Yeah. Mark it down. Okay. No, well, you're the one with the marking. So just write it in your book. Well. Mark the time. Okay, sure. Because, but I've said this before, but I, I'm I'm doubling down on it now, man. But I really didn't. He he told the story, and it was in a Daryl Davis way. Eh? How he got to the story about. So I I tell uh, Elon this, and he looks at me for a while. You know, as he does, yeah. he answers the question. Anyways, if you were to confront him and ask him if he's an alien, he would react in a way to sort of make you say, "Yeah, yeah I am." Like he's just a super long pause downloads the answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. All, but all to my point. Was he alien when he made PayPal? Yeah. He must be once Dude, an alien, always an alien. This is all things that we needed for society that the aliens think we need for society. Dude, I, I, the aliens think we needed PayPal. Matt, this is another amazing fucking screenplay. Like we should do this. I, we should do this. I'm looking you right in the eyes. We should do this. This is a great screenplay. Let me float something else out at you, okay? Totally different subject. What do you think of Lex Friedman guy. as Joe's single white female? Let me lay this out for you, okay? <laughs> Every time he comes on, he's a little more like Joe. <laughs> the next time Smash cut he's bald. The next time he comes <laughs> yeah, on I was going. Wait. Next time he comes on, smash cut, bald, looks exactly like Joe. Fanny pack. All jacked up. Fanny pack. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> the next time he comes on, he's built a Joe bot. A Joe bot. A Joe bot. That's no. Well, he, the her he's building is obviously Joe. Is yeah, obviously it's not, a, it's not a her at all. It's Joe. Joe. It's been you all along, Joe. <laughs> it's been you all along, Fa- exactly. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I feel horrible, you know, because uh, I think Lex is smart and his heart's in the right place, and he's super passionate. And uh, I just I feel like he's. It's another great movie, by sad. the way. <laughs> single white female turns into Joe Bot. It's a single white female robotic scientist who falls in love with a podcast host and builds a carbon copy of him. It's single to white have male. his own podcast in his basement all the time. And the robot is super transphobic. <laughs> it's whatever he wants it to be. <laughs> no, 
It's not. He sets in the algorithm and then it just plays itself out like the simulation. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do you th- this guy doesn't smoke weed, eh? No, I think he eats very healthy at McDonald's. And he's never <laughs> done psychedelics. Because if he wants to be like Joe, he's going to have to start doing those things. He must have. He must have tried something or, or inquired about it. I mean, he's so fucking smart. He's just too smart for his own But he's head. like Bill Maher comfortable in the studio now, where he's like, do you mind if I just read a Russian excerpt? Oh, yeah, I know. Or like, or can I just read a poem? Or, with, yeah, like, with not enough about the timeline of AI coming to take us all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No, he, I just like all of that seems crazy to me. He said, Joe, I, I understand that you did the carnivore diet for a month. I'll be starting that tomorrow. He did Single say that? white female. He, yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. Well, at least Joe's done with that. Joe, I heard you're doing the carnivore diet. I'm already one week into the vicious diarrhea. Right about now. Yeah, it's almost halfway for the diarrhea yeah. for Lex. What a weirdo. And, and I think they've named a lot of cheeses after places, haven't they? I thought that was a thing with cheeses. Where did this come from? Um, I feel like you just pulled that out. I feel like you just had a <laughs> no, side note they, here that had nothing. Like men- you were eating cheese and this <laughs> this just came to no, you. No, no, no. They mentioned something about um, a cheese being named after somewhere. Hmm. Oh, shit. But then I thought, no, isn't Camembert? A- oh, Joe asked how many cheeses are named after countries. But I don't remember what cheese they. I don't think any of them are named. I don't see why he thought that Lex would know that. They had one. That was the whole thing. Which country was it named after? I can't fucking remember now, man. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to think about it. That was was the gem that Lex brought to it. American cheese is named after. Oh, there you go. There's one. Yeah. But that's a weird one. Not really. You bang that out of the park. American (laughs) cheese. Yeah. But it wasn't American cheese. It was a different one. Sorry. We're, we're getting He off. might have to be put on the no Joe list. No, because the no Joe list means someone that's not coming back. I feel like Lex has given himself a hall pass to just like, I feel like Joe just showed up and Lex was asleep outside with like McDonald's wrappers around him, like stretching like, hey, you mind if you just give me three hours before Jim Norton shows so up? So it was Lex who reached out to Joe. Joe, I've quit MIT. I've started my own podcast. It's yeah. going really great. I need some Could funding. Could I come on and talk to you about it? Maybe funding as well. Or maybe he said, can I get some funding? And Joe said, how about I just have you on the show? And like if people call you for money, because I'm just hurting for cash right now. So, But I'll say of the three times he's been on, if you've never heard him before, maybe this was the best time. No, I don't know. Jesus, Simon, why don't you just why don't you just bang the mic around the room a little bit? What are you doing? You lost your phone, didn't you? No, I lost something else. You lost a he card. He lost his cue card. Have you guys seen the movie Chappie? Yeah, yes, I've seen of it. Of course, it's terrible. It's shit garbage. Are you just gonna say that and then get up and leave? Is that your game? I don't think he understands how this medium works. <laughs> I don't think he does either. Yeah, Wait. I saw Chappie with uh, Die Antwood. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Of Fine. the three times he's been on, I think this was, if, if you'd only heard one, I think this was, it's just the ingrained thing like Lex, yeah, we know you love it. And he's a far more interesting guest than I ever would be, but I, I feel, just wish he didn't quit MIT. I feel like Lex Friedman being on Joe Rogan is a lot like Jim Norton getting mouth raped by that kid where he's just, I've blocked out him being on. It's so traumatic for me. I don't like it. I'm not. It, it wasn't that bad. Anyway, so you have seen Chappie? Yeah. Have you seen Chubby? Yep. That's how I imagine the first generation of robots will be. Very clunky. 
in it. You, you know what I mean? No. But like jive talking though. Sharp. No, none of that. Shit. That was <laughs> that was the worst part of that movie. If you eliminate that part and they had just taught the robot to be bad, it would have been a good movie. It's all that that it somehow speaks the lingo. Yeah, it all it all becomes real <laughs> stupid. But uh, Chappy, that robot movie you're talking about, that's what I see basically. Uh, basically uh, when i look at the uh, boston dynamic robot that well, they were talking about but he explains it's all programmed in it can't um yeah it's not like improvise it just, it's not like just, it was sitting there one day and it was just like oh i can walk no and just got him sort of doing cartwheels you would program a fleet of them to rush uh fire a, a fire or uh, like instead of a SWAT team, but it would be very limited um, to begin with. And it would all start with a military application to Come begin on. with. He well, said, that's, that's, that's right. That's the best thing he said is that it would take so long for it to learn how to figure something out and turn on it or something like that just is so far away. But even then he was talking about that black mirror episode where like the, the robots black dog or whatever the fuck the name of the episode is. Remember the one with the robots, heavy that, metal, sure, heavy wow, black dog way off. Anyway, he said they're so far away from that. Like he made that abundantly clear in my opinion. Well, for to learn to make that decision, they're still following orders and, yeah. and programs, and and, that, and that's it was reassuring. That's the thing about all of these futurists, let's call them. Um, they all have different opinions on, like Kamar said, when this is going to happen, if it's going to happen. Like the guy he kept talking about, uh, Nick Bostrom, was that? Uh, he's another one of these future yep. guys. He thinks that it's going to be much sooner, right? Like, and we're going to have sentient beings and blah, blah, blah. So it just. Well, as we were saying, we don't know how long the it plays with itself till it really starts making games. But he was saying it would have to learn so much more before it could go, hey, wait a second. I'm not doing this. I'm turning this around and just blowing you away. Like, yeah. And he's probably right that we will, I mean, us for certain, but even the next generation won't have to worry about robots. They'll have to worry about drones. Like those are the things that are going to be sent to kill you. But still you. controlled by a human. That's Amazon. The thing is the, what he's saying is like the robots will never just turn and be like, we're, we're running shit now. It's so far to think. Well, you, you have to have but, so much yeah, that's because, experience in life to know what you're doing. No, but even then, Kamar, it's because we haven't figured out, we haven't figured out what it is in us that makes us want to live. We haven't figured out the drive. What makes us make a decision. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and it would have to make decisions, but it has to know all the variables and everything. You know and what? And then it can play in those parameters. But not only that, it would also have to like, it would have to want something to live for. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the robot it, would have to be like, I want to live free on my own. And pro like it would. Which we don't understand. So how can you program that That's what I'm that saying. How can we program a, in uh, something we don't understand? Well, because it's an algorithm and sometimes algorithms do unintended things, you know? So they build an algorithm to try and sell you something. Next thing you know, that algorithm makes, and it only takes one. It only takes one robot to become that sentient mentality and it infects every other through its chain of uh no you know, i think that's sky that's like shit you're that's robo apocalypse is... that's exactly how it happens it's one and then all yeah, but, I just... but i think he knows enough and is smart enough i trust his prediction on uh, it's like so far away. i agree that in theory he knows enough i think the problem is is that we're gonna do something and we're not even gonna understand that we've started the pebble rolling on something that is going to 
you know exponentially what I mean? grow right because we just don't even understand what we're, with what we're dealing with like a fuse is lit exactly but just the way that he explains how like me and matt were just saying we don't even understand what we're trying to make y- you get to it's it's a big challenge like, do we have to figure ourselves out before we can actually make AI? Well, no, I think the end game, I Maybe think, think kind of what he it. was saying was that the end game of AI would be to implant ourselves into something, to put, to figure out consciousness and put it into the, because then if we can do that, we can all just kind of live forever. We put ourselves into the program as opposed to putting a program into us. The biggest issue that, is. That makes sense. It's a race for building this. It isn't a concerted effort where everyone working together. So who knows what intentions china is doing with their ai or uh, yeah that back or, thing or, fucked you or up where huh? well no just knowing because it, it's not the news like the space race which we'll, we'll get to at the end of this episode but um people are working around the clock on this stuff it's just it's not good news it's better to cover what an idiot trump is or whatever i like how he said that the well in his opinion this simulation if it was a simulation would not have a grand plan meaning it's not deciding you do this, you do this, you 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 know what I'm but that's saying. That's what I said from the beginning. Is it would just be you set one, you set a few parameters, and you just let it fucking ride. But you do it a trillion times. But but what I'm concurrently, what I'm contending is whoever the creator is. Like I was saying, they just made something and have no idea what the. So you set a program, okay? That program decides to roll a rock off a cliff. That rock then falls to the... Like, the program doesn't know that's going to happen. That's just a consequence that it then exponentially plays out, you know? What I think is telling, though, is no. say he's been on... Why not? Well, what are you talking about, though? A program like you have, you, it, a program you program stuff in. It's not just that it then just goes off no, and does what you, it wants. No, you program an algorithm, okay? And that algorithm, like you said, sets up a, a parameter. But once that... Okay, so in in that program, okay, it, it has the pebble rolling off a cliff. After that, the program just adapts to that pebble rolling off a cliff. No, but again, there has to be more parameters. Like... The, uh, what's after the cliff you have to write the parameters is the world that we live in but everything that happens okay, in so, the parameters so, 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 of this world and what he's is saying, just the program playing itself out from every variability that's happening but, but what he's saying is we have to program everything we know which we don't know into a computer so I think say he's been on three times There'd be some crazy advancement since he's been on, but there hasn't. You know what I mean? I think we've done him three times. We've done him three times in a year, and there's not been like, well, a year ago we were here, but now we're here. And I think he's seen it is that far away, at least in the space of uh, self-automated driving, because he was like, you need millions of cars to do this. It's just, it's so much further away than you think. I'm going to drop that and work on making a, Artificial intelligence girlfriend. I will say though, Joe bot, Joe bot. I will say though, I love. Um, that's the one thing I love about the Tesla is that like I think it's incredible that it updates like all the time. It's crazy that Joe paid six thousand dollars for an update. I think that's fucking. Imagine your car just is like. We have an update. That update could change my life. Six grand. And Matt, you know, like the way you know cars right now, it's just how it is. It's terrestrial. You know what I mean. 
the way he's building cars, these updates is so alien to the way cars are built. No, like what, it's incredible, man. It's he, yeah, but what I'm saying, Simon, is not that. What I'm saying is that they're all computers and they're all hooked up to each other, and that so when one car makes a mistake, it contacts the other car and it knows, oh, I can't make that mistake in the future, and I just yeah, think that's fucking it's nuts. Fucking incredible. But it's also incredible too that like I don't know. I'll use the PlayStation as an example. Like when you got the you know any PlayStation that couldn't hook up to the internet, any problem with it that there was was like a internal bug that you couldn't really fix. Now you get updates to the, yeah, blowing in the cartridge. Now you get updates to the thing every week. They fix things. They like, even then when this, when this thing came out, it can do twice as many things now as it could when it came out. They added all sorts of crazy shit, which is great. It makes products last longer. Yeah. It makes, you know, the idea of the program being self-sufficient like that is like what they really need to the do future. is they really just need to figure out a way to build an iPhone where you can replace the glass cheap and you can literally just pop the camera out so that when a better camera comes out, you can just go to Apple and say, oh, the iPhone camera 13 is out and buy that and then just like pop it into the place where the other one was. And then you still have this, like the same everything else. You get an update. You know what I mean? That would be the best because we're fucking... I mean, right now they're buying. Phones. I wonder if there's more money in in the long run for them to do it like that because they'll end up selling so many add-ons. People will want to soup their phones. That's you know? what I'm saying. I'd... Or are they better off doing it the way they do it now, where they force you to buy a whole new phone? No, because now they recycle the phone so much, and the the it's actually the phone companies that foot a lot of the bill of the phones. Because what often happens is you go to your phone company and you're like, I want the iPhone for free. They make you sign up for three years. You kind of pay for it in installments, but you know what I mean? It's, I think it, it would be cheaper and better for everyone if we just figured out a way to do that. Because hmm. they can update everything in the phone. Well, because if you can see the forest through the trees, then yeah, I get it. you would think that they would do it. I get it. I'm just saying, same thing. Like, oh, new processor, you pop the screen off. You pop in the new processor. You, you know, you, maybe you pay 200 bucks for that or whatever. Why are we doing a podcast? We should be making phones. We should be writing screenplays and making phones. I mean, I didn't love, just back to... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Lex for a sec. I didn't love that he read a poem. It wasn't my favorite Joe Rogan moment, but at least it was a Charles Bukowski poem. Yeah. Like out of all the uh, poets he could have taken, I can at least respect that. It's definitely a ballsy move. That's for sure. He was, he's a ballsy guy. Yeah. Didn't he play guitar the last time he was on? I feel like he asked to play a song. The last time he was on. Like yep. I said, I've blocked yep. him out of my mind. He's, it's possible that, that did happen. But this was a, even through all of the madness of this podcast, it was terrific, man. I thought it was terrific. Like I said, when he stopped wow. um, okay. thanking uh, Joe for everything he's done for everything and answer the question, which maybe he's, is his Elon style that he's picked up. Everything is smart. is just his decision to leave MIT for me, I, I I think it's obvious he sees the writing on the wall and all this automation stuff is really far away. And he could spend his whole life and die there. Well, good. At least he's going to be happy. No, no. he And that didn't make him happy. That's why he quit. No, no. That's what I'm saying. And now doing a podcast, let the guy fucking be free. I just hope he can pay his phone bills. It seems like you're angry at him for like following his dream. Well, I'm, what, what I find weird no, is like, I, if his dream is to make his girlfriend or Joe bot, I don't know, like, how, or his girlfriend uh, or Joe bot. My sorry. whole question is like how his <laughs> podcast has to be 
mildly popular to the point where he's making. It's way bigger than ours. It has to way be. Bigger. It has to be. So he's got to be making something. And he has 15 episodes out. Like he's having huge guys on. But I know. It's going to work out for him. Of course, it's going to work out with him. That's like, what I'm saying. Even if he doesn't build Joe Bot or her, he'll still probably be okay just on the All the power alone. to him. I just think his brilliance would be better suited in getting us to this automated uh, AI instead of building a girlfriend. Yeah. The whole SWJ thing is a little... Um, Disturbing, but I think he'll get there, man. You know, I sometimes just figuring things you out. You mean SJW? No, single white Joe. Oh, single. Sometimes you hear someone and you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or you you, you, you sort of like, oh, that sounds so interesting. You're like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't know. That's how I felt. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at myself for listening. Oh, yes. Wow. All right. Well, let's rate it. And uh, we'll start with you, Simon. We'll go highest mm-hmm. to lowest, I yeah, guess. Let me just uh, write down his name. Lex Friedman. Simon gives this episode a 375. K-Man. I give it a two. I match Kamara's two. And that gives it a two. Okay, very good. And I actually think I'm being a bit generous. You gave it a two? Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm like the way Simon said, I'm mad at him. I'm not, I'm not mad at him. I just, I was like, oh, Lex, I just want to hear about the advancement and not that you dropping out of school and well he's not dropping school he, it's romantic for him falls passion i just i think there's just a i don't um, know it made me feel bad like for him i felt bad a gap where he thinks maybe he's a little more entertaining than he is hence the poems and the this and the that and if he just Look, if if he didn't do that this would have just been a normal Lex Friedman talk about robots episode which know? i don't mind yeah exactly <laughs> In closing, you know what I think the real problem is? Is I can't remember which episode it was, but they, they kind of touched on it real quick. It's like you're in robotics, you're in AI, you go on Joe Rogan. Maybe the last thing you want to talk about is work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe you're like, I secretly like to make dioramas, but and I'd like to talk about dioramas for three hours with you. But you're on if, if Joe you will. Rogan to talk about robots, well, right? I, Listen, are you though? I mean, yes, that's always I the think gu- you are. well. I mean, that's the, that's kind of my problem is that sometimes they go on like you hear like you read the caption and it's like astrophysicist or James Hetfield from Metallica and you're like, oh fucking right, roadie stories and cocaine, and then it's like, man, I, I love hunting and I love living on my ranch, and you're just like, fuck. But I think there's a huge difference between somebody like James Hetfield or uh, I get it, but talking about his life story or whatever than Lex Friedman. On his, I he's think coming out of he, his shell. He's there for to talk robotics. That's but that's I think that's my point is we, I'd like more robotics. Yeah, yeah, and no, probably a little. I think just, we're all in agreement yeah. on that. And I, I don't mind Lex. I will say um, one of the things I appreciate about him is he is cognizant of people listening to try to explain it as dully as possible and not like uh, too difficult to understand what he's trying to say you know what i mean yeah i'm sure you could talk way more scientific and it'd be harder to follow so he does try to communicate what he's saying whoa, whoa, to careful. dullard like me who can uh, understand hmm. i'm gonna throw this out real quick as well we should move on though um lex is probably our best chance of getting mentioned on the jre yes in that he's such a big fan that he might catch wind of this. He might even hear our, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's. Or he may have left a negative review. <laughs> your dad should have been, be- your dad should have treated no, you worse. It's one of the last ones. 
Oh, we got to get to those. Remind me. We didn't post Joe. The shit post Joe. Ones. No. Oh yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah no. Yeah, yeah. I was shaking no, poster, my head yeah. because it angers me. Oh, okay. Not because I don't want to talk about it, which I don't, but it also angers me. Okay, we'll do Tom Papa real quick, and then we'll take a break. Yeah, sounds good. Because okay. uh, I don't think wait, this it's one's not Tom be long. Papa though. It's uh, Andrew Doyle, isn't it? Isn't fourteen twenty three Andrew Doyle? Let's settle this right it now. It is Andrew Doyle. It's Andrew Doyle, Tom Papa, and then and then um, yeah, the astronaut. Yeah, it's Andrew Doyle, Tatiana. Okay, so we'll do. So do you want to do Tatiana or do you want I mean, to do keep in mind Tom we don't Papa. have any ads. I can throw in an old Let's Ward 14 th- we'll, ad. We'll throw for in kicks. A something because it's nice to take a break. I like it. <laughs> okay. So you want to take a break now is what you're saying. No, no, we can do it after Andrew. It's well, totally I feel like up Andrew Doyle is going to be a long Hope one. you're enjoying yes, what you're listening to. So you want to take a little break now? I think sure. we should take a break now. We'll take a two minute break this is now. Ridiculous. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll hear an ad. Maybe you'll just hear us come back. Who knows? <laughs> Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. All right, Simon. Number and guest. Oh, look at that. Big surprise. Your fucking mic stand is fucked. I always get the faulty one, man. I don't know. That was sabotaged. By I actually me. got it two weeks in a row. So I came in here and uh, sabotaged all the microphone stands. Oh, did you? It's a prank. Nice, good work. All right, Simon. Thotiana. Uh, Fourteen twenty-three. Andrew Doyle, aka Tatiana. Is it Tatiana? Joe no. said it wrong so many times. Tatiana. T- McGrath. Tatian. Tatiana. It is Tatiana. I forget. Who yeah. cares? What was Joe calling her, though? He was calling her... Titania. 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 <laughs> but it's Tatiana. Gotcha. Okay. Good. So, use the female pseudonym to write a book about woke culture. No, he started as a Twitter. Twitter handle. He's a troll. Oh, that's how it started. It yeah, didn't that's how start everything as started. the book. Okay, no, gotcha. The book is I when he got that. outded as her. Oh. I Which see. I'm disappointed that happened. I think he was, too. You think so? Yeah, and, I actually. And now he's so. running with it. Well, well he fair. says he has a bunch of different pseudonyms that he's ready to run with. So. Yeah, but I think it's so difficult. I think it's truly not as easy as someone thinks to build that big a following, I especially look, when you're not tr- when you're trying to do it organically and like a. I look at him like a Hotep, a Zuby, a Bridget, Fetisy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's something about. Not knowing who's doing this is a team of people. Like, it's impressive that it's this one guy doing it, but I liked it before I knew who he was. I think it's more impressive having a Twitter following that big and just quietly, like, none of your friends know. You don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you had 400,000 Twitter followers, you'd let me know about it. Well, But that's the overriding thing about this is um, how he's uh, incessantly complaining about the woke culture, but... Because of it, he's made a, a living, and it's such a weird. Like, if it, what you're complaining about, you want to go away. If it went away, what would you do? Because you're you're, you're thriving think, off th- of it. I think he's a smart enough guy, and I think he's a writer. I think he'd find something to write about 
comedically. Like he seems like a pretty witty. Do you I, not agree that if the, the if the woke culture just ended tomorrow, would he not just write about something else or I, do something? I don't else? know. He's he's I had so much success would. with the woke culture. Of course, he could, but he, he might not. Listen, if he's smart and like Matt said, witty enough to write about this, I'm sure he could write about anything. Like the, the only problem I had with this podcast is just it's a never ending a grief fest of how ridiculous things have gotten. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no counterpoint. There's no there's no other side to I, the story. I need him to have a woke person on if 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 that exists like to I think the problem though is then you end up with fucking the bald Englishman and the acupuncturist and it's just like 3 hours of like you're wrong. Yes, no, yes, you're yes, wrong. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. And Kamar doesn't need them on at the same time. He just needs to hear a counterpoint. Yeah, I I, I, I think... Is that what you're saying? You're I, correct, but because I think what you're saying is correct as well, it would get bogged down. Yeah, with yeah, just, you can't have them both on. That's, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat with you. I As much as I would hate that episode, I think it's almost like... Like, he has Jack Dorsey on, and there's such pushback that the next week he has Jack Dorsey and Tim Pool. Well, I'd the say same. woke people don't listen to Joe Rogan. Like the, to the degree that these guys were discussing that it's a religion, that they're compelled. And if they do listen, they're only listening to try and find something to cancel him with. Well, I think know? the biggest problem would be who would, not just who would go on, but like who is the woke, like who's the top, person. yeah, who's the spokesperson sure for the tons. woke. You know? That's what but, I wonder. But what I'm saying is what credentials do you hold? To you don't do? I mean, hold any. And it, would, the, it would be like a Jamie Kilstein before he decided I'll, he didn't want to do that anymore. I know? mean, at the end of the day, you're also debating a guy who's just an author who made up a person. So it's not like That's you right. need He's credentials. He's not an like, expert yeah. on no, no. being anti-woke. I'm just, I'm just talking this out with you guys mm-hmm. myself, kind of. I, I wonder if um, it'd be an interesting discussion whether it'd be on the both side, him and Daryl Davis. Because I, I feel like part of Daryl Davis feels like becoming woke is important for these people uh, to get out of being racist or whatever. I think it's two totally different. I wonder. If woke is not the right word in that case. No. The woke he's talking about is not the woke of waking up to see that the KKK is wrong. It's the same thing. You're 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 wrong about something, but you believe it so much. It, I understand what you're saying. It's not the same thing, but it's the same thing. Uh, well, we had this argument last night with a friend of ours. I, I Sounds said, like the mafia. Yeah, I said that that to me the woke culture is like the uh, like the pendulum swinging too far, trying to fix wrongs of the past, or like as in so it's the right instead idea. of trying to fight racism and saying we all should be we try to treat each other equally. We turn the the woke culture turns around and says, well, specifically straight white men should have no opinion in anything or have a black Little Mermaid. Okay, well, again, I had no problem. But it's I have the no same problem idea. with a Black Little you Mermaid. You have to put 17 black people in this movie or it can't get made when it doesn't call for 17 black people for the movie. Like, it, it's just... Nah, it's more the hypocrisy of saying everyone must be accepted except for white males because they're the problem. And then you, well, you fall apart. Well, that's what I was saying. That's, yeah, that's one part of woke culture. But that's that's what makes it all fall apart. Well, I think a I lot think of things make, it fall, make apart. it fall apart. I think that's what a big. I, just said, I agree with you. The Black Little Mermaid, I think, makes it fall apart. Well, I don't. I don't even care about that. That's I, what I, I understand. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm not. <laughs> this is the hill Simon will fucking die on. I promise you, Little Mermaid. Yes. It, to me, it's a perfect microcosm of a much bigger problem. Uh, okay, again, which is changing. But is it a problem? 
I think it's not the right way to go about fighting the solution of it, of fighting racism. I don't think that's the way to do it. But our perspective by shoving it down people's throats like our that. perspective, our How, opinion wait. It changes as we age. You're not. So we may have been more uh, passionate when we were younger about this stuff. Sure, but Simon, having a black Little Mermaid. Does not it's not shoving it down your throat. How is it? You don't have to go see the movie if it bothers you that much. Like what I'm saying is this. Well, I mean, first of all, to the that little, you could just close your eyes and not deal with anything. You know, if well, racism no, but, bothers you, don't watch TV and you won't have to see racism. You know what I mean? That's a weird. Uh, no, it's not because the, you you say you saying making the Little Mermaid black and updating it like as in not erasing the old Little Mermaid, redoing a new one with an African-American mermaid, which again, I said to you, it's animated and it's a mermaid. So who the fuck cares? But they that didn't white? redo Beauty and the Beast and change the genders of those people. Like I just, what are we doing here, man? Like, what are but we what, doing? But you're talking about changing genders now. Or like it's races not- or genders or whatever. Like we don't, you don't make, uh, whatever. Okay. Well, you're We're right. Trying to be it's, more a silly, it's a silly hill to yeah. die on, but I think it's just an example of this overcompensation. And they think the woke culture thinks that by overcompensating, that's somehow going to convince the masses. And I don't think that's the case. I think most people are smart enough to see through the hypocrisy of what they're trying to do. And that's where we land ourselves right now. Sorry, okay, but hold like on. But a- your examples are just not, the, they're kind of weak. And I'll tell you why. And our friend alluded to this last night. This was his big point. His big point with like trying to put more minorities in the movies is that if you go back 30 years, it was pretty much all white people in movies. There was a few African-Americans. That was really who dominated Hollywood films, right? So young Asians, young Indians, young whatever, they didn't have they didn't have anyone to look up to to say, well, I could break into Hollywood, I could whatever. So therefore, there still aren't a lot of roles for them. And even then you could say there also still aren't a lot of screenplay writers, producers of of minority descent, which is why so what he's what his point was just there's nothing wrong with trying to add more diversity to films. I get what you're saying, though. Can you don't I, want to force can I, it. Well, can hold I on. counter to that? Well, I was just going to counter it myself. My point against that was if I write a movie right now, having never written a film before, if I sit down and I write a screenplay based on based loosely on my life, because that's what most people, I believe, probably write their first screenplay about something that either an industry they worked in. Or Do you have to make me black to satisfy the critics, even though I'm a Jew? Well, that's my point is do well, I have no and the answer is no but again so that's my point yeah Matt. I get it but the, my point to you is like just hear me out for a second is let's go back to the little mermaid okay we had the little mermaid she was white that's fine your argument last night was why don't they just make something animated like with black characters in it why don't they make something new right that's one of the points you made so Kamar looks like he's so uninterested and out of this. I just think the impact of like movies, like who the fuck cares um, advertising that they overdo it with a, a gay couple and two black kids or whatever they because do. Because I think we've proven that it actually <laughs> well, does matter. He's saying throwing it in your face, but I think the market ultimately decides what succeeds, what fails. So these guys can... Yeah, and it will fail, you'll see. What I think and then is, the market will dictate. What I think is more concerning is this story told about the non-crime hate crimes that are happening that I don't see that far away from happening here. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude here. You want to like, go back? Yeah, we're right in the middle of... Uh, go ahead. What's your counterpoint? Simon? Well, my counterpoint, Matt, is before... before 
movies, men played women's roles. You know what I mean? That w- that wasn't right, but that was how it worked back in the day. Women weren't allowed in plays. In Shakespeare plays, men played all the rules. Yeah. And then eventually women were allowed to play the women rules. They then didn't overcompensate and say, oh, well, because they were subject subjected to not have these roles back in the day, now we're going to make it so all the women play the men's roles. That's like, a no. terrible example. You're talking about Shakespearean time where women barely had any rights at all. So how are they going to then be like, no, no, fuck that. We're now playing all the roles. No, like, my, my point is never is terrible did it one. happen that they said, okay, now the women are going to play the men's roles because that would be silly. We understand that it was wrong that women weren't allowed to play women's roles. I, I'm not denying that but fact. But Simon, the point is this is like for okay here's a good example for years in hollywood white people played characters from all around the world of all races whether whether it was fucking genghis khan or whatever the fuck right so that first of all is a huge problem and i think what hollywood is saying go Go ahead no no please go finish your well no what what they're saying is like a hollywood fucked up with that for years and i know what you're gonna say well you use the fucking you use the actor that makes the most money and you're writing it down that's not what fine either way I think that it's ridiculous to sit there and be like, well, they had to do that. I mean, it's Hollywood. They didn't have to do that. They could have gone out. There's thousands of fucking starving actors out there. So I totally agree with that. I'm not denying that at all. But hold on. I wasn't done. So what I'm saying is if you write a screenplay about this podcast, for example, and you make Kamar fully black and you make me Chinese or Asian, that doesn't really that doesn't have to like wildly change the script. Just to add a little like, yeah, but why would you do that? Why would you, if we're making a a movie about this podcast, then you would find actors who fit the bill. Well, no, but because it's not about this podcast, it's loosely based on a podcast with three guys. Okay, so then it's not a big deal. Do whatever the fuck you want. That's not what they're doing with the Little Mermaid, Matt. And that was my point with the with. But why? Hold on. With these movies that they're turning the original into a live action picture, they're just turning the movie into a picture. Simon, just. Stop for a second. The Little Mermaid was not written on paper as Ariel, the White Mermaid. She was just a mermaid, mermaid named Ariel. No, I'm pretty so, sure she was a White Mermaid. But anyways, go no, on. she was by, animated white. By, no, no, by the original person who wrote the Little Mermaid, Hans Christian Andersen. Fine, I'm there's nothing sure in there that says she was white. I mean, let's go back and check it out. But I'm pretty sure he describes them as having um, Caucasian skin. Uh, but I, it's completely irrelevant. You know what I mean? I, I just think complaining about too much diversity and stuff is just crazy about as complaining not enough diversity. Like Matt, back in the day, let's just say, I don't even know if this was the fact, but let's say Asians <laughs> weren't these. allowed to act in movies, sure. okay? Or who, pick a race, weren't allowed sure. to act in movies. So they had white people portraying that race. That happened. Well, that was the minstrel show. Okay. Blackface. So, that's so, what that shit was. Right. So shitty. It doesn't mean then that... To balance that out, in in response, you have black people play white roles. No, the response to that is have the right people play the right roles, i.e. if it's a black role, it's played by a black person. Okay, but what is a white role? Like, that's my point. Ariel, to me, does not have to be a white mermaid. It's whatever's written into the thing. So, but you're gonna have to pull up where it's written in the okay, book that well, she's a Caucasian. We'll we'll pull that up. Listen, it, <laughs> Kamar's face. The is writer, fun. a writer could write something. If we're gonna talk about movies, I think it's still ridiculous. A writer could write something, 
I'm make it one way, then a screenwriter could change something. Like, yeah, and that a happens direct, all the time. And a director could feel, no, it's got to be this. Like, I don't understand why a movie is ridiculous. These are things that on. impact society. Simon, can I also Do say this know? to you? Like yes. Video games are Wait, bad. Can I also say this to you? you <laughs> no, s- it's not at all you saying said, that. You said the market will, will, will dictate itself and work it out. I guarantee you there's been wildly successful movies, wildly successful, where a producer or a director has gone in and said, I think it would help a lot if we made this character African-American or if we made this character Asian or whatever. I am not. My problem is not with that, Matt. It's it's with if you're doing an adaptation of a book, let's say, sure. and the book calls for what I, that's all I'm saying. If you're right. Look, if if let's say you write a movie and it's based on this podcast and they say we want this character. To be, like, I don't care because they're not saying that's Simon and that's Matt and that's Kamar. It, it's like if you have the the Joe's example of the person uh, who does the movie wrong with the wrestling thing. It's like, why change the facts? Why change the way it is just to appease the woke culture? But it doesn't Joe's impartial because he really likes fighting, and so that's, a, okay, that's a, know, the details of that are very important. Whereas some, you're a okay, fine, sure. Let's move on. Kamar wants us to move on. Let's just move on. Well, no, but it's like I, I, as you guys are talking, I'm going. This podcast was complaining or trying to get to a solution to end woke culture, right? Agreement. Yes, I, well, I solution, actually don't. Well, a solution, but, but I actually it. disagree. I don't feel like they. I don't feel like they truly offered up. Many. No, 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 no. That, that doesn't mean they didn't try. Okay, they, fair they, enough. They kept saying, "What? What do we do? What's the solution?" Right? Sure. Yeah. That's just as ridiculous as woke culture trying to change everything. No, like, I agree with you. He needs woke culture to exist right now, and it's like a thing of young people. It's just young people are upset. And there's older people that want to be reassured. The young people are ridiculous. And this guy's just swooped in and got a perfect niche. I don't think the impact of movies and stuff is that important. The more impact is like, he, I was talking about all the cops are trained to mansplain to him about like what transgender is and how his speech he retweeted is a hate crime. Don't worry, you're not in trouble, but you're on record. That's way scarier than them trying to manipulate movies and television shows to fill quotas that are overcompensating for whatever they think they did. Don't you agree? Like surveillance state stuff is way different. Well, yeah, okay, yes. We, we want to know we'll how get you to think. that. We'll get to that. But listen, I agree that's a way scarier thing, but I also That's dis- what I, that's all I I'm saying. I just think to dismiss this is But you're like, dismissing popular culture as like no big like deal. No big and deal. I think popular and it's exactly is a really what influences the kids who are going to end up making the decisions, not you, not old you who cares about Trump. Simon's face right now looks well, like he's smelling every fart in the world at once. Well, th- well, that's what was surprising about this guy is that he doesn't like Trump. I, I thought Tatiana was a uh, pro-Trumper uh, no. all this time. How? Yeah, I, I, well, uh, that's what I thought. So th- Interesting. that was a, a shock to the system. But no, for real, like um, the more ridiculous movies they make, the better counterculture, cool movie they'll be made. They're like, it's so cool. And it's realism or whatever. Like, it's just, it's just the way it goes. I don't think there's a solution to it or whatever you know what i mean that's that's what i think i'm saying i find that whether it be the police state or movies or whatever they're trying to shove a narrative down your throat that is so clearly against reason and then they want you to swallow it whole 
Like, well, hold no, on, but stop. No, making the Little Mermaid black. <laughs> stop. Let's fine, not use but, that as an example. But whatever. Anymore. But but even then, Simon, Let's find any a new example, any trying to diversify movies, commercials, pop culture is not shoving a narrative down your throat that doesn't exist. We live in a very, especially this city, this country, super multicultural. We live in a city that is very multicultural. You would agree? Yes, of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's not crazy to me that I would go to the movies and see multiple movies with. And I'm not just saying, oh, there's a white movie, there's a black movie, there's an uh, an Asian movie. What I'm saying is like a movie where there's characters of all. I don't know. I mean, I just don't feel like that's shoved down my throat. Listen, that's all I'm saying. Did you walk out of 1917 and for all its flaws, because listen, after talking to some people, I there are fucking huge flaws in that movie. But one of them I didn't walk out of and say, oh, well, shit, there should have been more of pick a race added to this movie like it took because place wherever it took place and i assume that they followed the the guide of whoever was around legitimately at the time and they're not going to throw in okay, women into a place where women weren't in during the war different. And, I'm not, i agree with you that that's ridiculous but that's something that they're angry about they talked about it on this that in the movie 1917 there weren't enough of Whatever the race is they were talking about. So I'm sorry, man. But When did they it, bring that up in this podcast? They did. I don't know when, Matt. I didn't write down the time, but they did. I'm almost And if it wasn't on didn't. this podcast, I heard it somewhere else. But that is something that the woke culture is upset about. Well, fine. I'm t- I, listen, I'm not pro-woke culture at all. I'm not woke at all. I don't give a shit about any of this. All I'm saying is that diversity in movies is not something that bothers me or that I even... It's not even on my radar. I'm with Kamar. We're like, I just don't give a shit. And if they made The Little Mermaid, remade it, and she was black, I wasn't going to see it anyway. It's my wheeze. I yeah, know. I heard. I wasn't going to see it anyway, so I truly don't care if she was fucking Cantonese. I mean, I get... We it. agreed not to talk about The Little Mermaid anymore. Well, I get um, it. What you're saying, like, I, you see what they're doing, you're like, oh, that's so... Um, yes, and pandering, it's, patronizing, whatever it's you want to like call it. Politics too, Kamar, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? We see what you're doing. Yeah. It's like this whole fucking Epstein thing. Like, are you kidding me? Suicide. We see what you're doing. This is stupid. I don't Come see there, on. There's no wokeness in the Epstein thing. I, I don't think it. Tied but to that. Simon, I also sit back and I'm like, what? Like, we live in a world where everyone has an equal and valid opinion. So they're sitting over there. It's someone who's super woke is listening to this podcast. Like these three fucking white cracker motherfuckers straight white males they have well two and a half they have nothing to talk about fuck their opinions you know what i mean like so i'm a total asshole like in a million different ways but the one thing i can say about myself is i think i'm a pretty reasonable person at this age you will become unreasonable i think in 15 years Oh, I think he he's like. Just, I think he's on the cusp. You have no tolerance really? for anything. Well, but we're talking about right now, yeah. today, and this w- moment. And woke culture is twenty years younger than us. No, but woke culture is happening today at this moment by people twenty years younger than us. I disagree with. But that. But we're in the same time. I don't understand being, what your point it's being is. Propped up. Who cares? Just how people change, and it, it all these things happen. So they'll they'll change, is what you're saying. This is just a generational thing that'll play itself out. I like, think Kamar is like naive said, to think just start, young people. Millennials it have to start paying the bills. Just one. No. There are woke people my age. This what we're talking about, and I think woke people is First a terrible. All, wait, let me also uh, say more this. bizarre when it's you find someone right woke. Your age. Let me also say this: it's propagated by professors at universities that right. are not their age. That are closer to my age right. or your age. Far, farther left. You know what? I'm not even going to start. It doesn't matter. What? <laughs> well, that's what we're here to do is talk and start. So what's... Are we are we just here to piggyback off Joe? 
We're just piggybacking. Wow. Okay. But um, speaking of, they talked about uh, Jordan Peterson. He's in a really bad way, eh? He's in rehab in Mox in Moscow. Yeah, we know. But it's weird because he dropped a podcast. Oh, today. that Jordan. What? I'm not kidding. No, no, he couldn't have. Why would I make that up? He could Dude, have been in the camp. He's in a medical coma detoxing in Russia. I just read the article. I understand. I saw the article so as well. So it must be. It must I understand be. His that it was daughter probably in must the be camp, just releasing I'm episodes just telling while you. he's there. That is severe. That is a crazy story, It's crazy. Right? It's, it's a crazy, crazy story. He, he got Newt Ginriched. You think he got poisoned? No, no, no. That's what Newt... Isn't it Newt Gingrich who's addicted to Oxycontin? And no, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. I make yeah. that mistake all the time. Sorry, well, Newt. Rush today, Limbaugh. Jordan Peterson. I, I'm not denying but you that. That, that could have been in the cam. I get it. I'm I, just saying. I truly believe he's in rehab. I woke up and got a notification <laughs> saying... Yeah, that's, I was like, that's weird. I thought he was in a fucking coma. Crazy. That is a crazy story, man. I also don't know who the fuck goes to Russia for Well, because that's treatment. the only place they'll put yeah, you yeah. in this medical coma. And his daughter in this article was saying, you know, how cowardly the American um, medical system is for not doing this for him because this is what you have to do. It. It's also how fucking so addicted deep. he is to these things. Well, and to something that you didn't even like, what is a trank? Uh, benzodiazepine like I don't even I don't even know that was like uh, I know it's for depression but I didn't realize that, like you know when you hear about antidepressants Prozac Zoloft those whatever you want to take uh, I don't know all the names of the pills but like the doctor will always tell you you can become dependent on these things but the word is dependent meaning like I thought if you didn't have them you would start feeling shitty yeah. not like full blown um, morphine dependency, you know. No, what but I mean? you, or or you could feel um, suicidal and well, actually that, kill yourself. That's what it was. He would apparently it leaves you with feelings of like you can't sit still at all. You always feel like you got to be moving. Like way more, almost you, a way more powerful addiction than heroin. Dude, where it's you just go to a really nice place in Hawaii with all the food and just suck it up and get over it you well, know with the, a with the of heroin it's the first you know three days is horrible you're shitting and puking and after that it's the that you don't get to have heroin anymore but if you're in an abandoned apartment oh, it's a yeah. lot harder no, no, to do that your, than if I, you're in the absolute, four seasons in the presidential suite. absolutely but listen any drug is going to be easy to get off if you put yourself in a medically induced coma or it's just that extreme it's that extreme well i think um newt Rush, Rush. Jesus. Who, who now has it, he now has advanced? Gingrich um, is also a piece of shit. I think. Ru- yeah, he, he now think, has advanced lung cancer. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I think he did that though because it was like it's easier than going through the withdrawals. Uh, and he's I rich, so they, he could just do they that. They did that because or, they couldn't afford to or keep his a watch body, on him. His he was going to kill himself. Uh, no, that's for Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I'm talking about Rush Limbaugh. Oh, he's just a la- maybe a lazy. But Rush Limbaugh has lung cancer, or Jordan now, Peterson has lung cancer. Rush Limbaugh now has uh, lung cancer, but yeah, he was addicted to OxyContin. Which, I mean, the addiction to that stuff is so insane. Like I insane. said, it gets to the point where you're doing an obscene amount just to feel normal, yeah. not with without any effect. Well, that's so. pretty much any drug, though. Kamar, you know what I mean? Up to uh, a point, you're trying to just get to normal but then there's withdrawal which i guess maybe the horrible withdrawal obviously will make you think of suicidal thoughts because like i'd rather kill myself well, than it does, feel like but this. i don't think that's what uh they're talking about with jordan peterson like that seems to be more delusion like, or something well no and something that was being uh, a connection that was being fixed in your brain is now unhinged 
and then to boot. So whatever was fixing you is now not fixing you, and you're going through these. This is the worst thing. What if they oh, find out this, terrible, is, this is called the meat madness? And this is what happens. You eat meat. You feel great. And this is what's going to happen to Joe? But he, No, no. Will Joe stop eating just meat? The but, meat madness. That's interesting, Kamar. This is like a version of Mad Cow. I think, though, he oh, was why? On, He got on drugs. He was on these drugs far before he went off just all meat. Like yeah. he's, it's been a long yeah, time. I, I think Kamar's being facetious. But, yeah, exactly. And the thing is um, too soon Kamar. to deal with anxiety. Because he is like him speaking his truth has maybe ruined his life. I would agree if, with if, that. If we, you know, the 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 diminishing returns or yeah. everything equalized out. He was a simple mild manner professor, teaching his courses. Would have got tenure, go on vacations with family. Then he's thrust into the spotlight, sticks to his guns, gets millions of followers, lots of money, and now he's in a medically induced coma in Russia because maybe the overwhelming anxiety of this whole experience. It's a crazy story, man. It's a crazy story to have followed. Like, it really is. I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It is such a roller coaster, and it happens in such a short time, and we watch it all happen because we watched this whole um, trans-Canadian thing happen, and then he's on Rogan, and we watch this meteoric rise to power well, yeah. or fame rather so it's like that's what woke culture did for him and i mean obviously but nearly killed him yeah well in the end in the end but uh you know there's people saying like mean disparaging things about him now of course of course of course, of yeah. course. I, ah. our friend last night was like i heard fucking jordan peterson's in a coma good yeah, never met him in his life. So eh? silly because I'm sure he doesn't understand what Jordan was fighting for. He wasn't fighting against trans people. That was not what he was doing. Like he wasn't telling you what to be and not to be. It just thoughts coincided. Well, I I even like this summer. I remember I started talking about Jordan Peterson with somebody up at my cottage, and right away they just gave that. You know, he's terrible. He's and I was just like. We're not, I'm not even going to have this conversation because like, I don't like him either. I thought he was doing things for the wrong reason, but at no point did I think he was like a bigot. The dismissiveness that people have all of a sudden like, Oh, you think like that in like, uh, Andrew Doyle was saying, if you, if you, uh, think that then I don't like you. Well, no, I know do 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 do. You also can match up. That's what I'm saying. And chances are, I won't like you, not me, but a left person. Well, yeah, no, there's a problem where you probably could like each other, but you all of a sudden get to. An interchange was like, well, well no, like you can't you, actually think that. If well, you find out someone's that. a Trump supporter, not me saying this, I'm saying if somebody who hates Trump finds out that you like Trump, there's th- nothing you can say about the fact that you guys both believe in everything else the same. You are now persona non grata. So it's like, I think my support of Trump is ruining my life secretly because people just think I'm Probably. a stupid piece a- of shit. But so no, well, no, no. We- I already knew you were a stupid. It's piece of weird. But what- to me, it's weird that you speak out in favor of him so much. Like support him. Who cares? But you never have to talk about it. I, I, you can in public. I only do it on this fucking podcast. The weirdest <laughs> to millions is, of people. The weirdest thing is supporting him in millions. a country where you Hundreds can't vote people. or have no. No, like, I don't think tr- talking about millions. Trump on this podcast has done anything detriment to me. It's if you if you go out and you talk to someone, yeah. everything's going great, and go Trump's not that so bad, and then yeah. they look at you like. Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. And you're no, like, no, oh, I can't believe I said that. 
But so what I should do, and we think it's a good thing, is just to suppress my truth, what I think. No, I don't think you should just, do that. No, I don't think exactly. you should do that either. And that's what we're talking about with compelled speech and what the, the woke culture is doing. I used to say, my whole thing was with Trump, I used to just say, look, at least he's fighting the establishment. Mm-hmm. And I can't even say that anymore. Like, I'm not even sure that's the truth anymore. So, and you either, you said it to me the other day. What about Venezuela? That's my, that's so, my big issue there. Yeah. But again, I think it's like a compromise between the military and industrial complex. Like, okay, we'll stop trying to throw you out so much, but we, we still won't gotta, assassinate we still you go if you at least let us invade Venezuela. And he's a deal maker, so he's, yeah, he's made no, a deal. Hey, and he's you, now compromised. You may and be absolutely right. Come no on. one is able to do the job you and not be, be compromised. Absolutely right. I thought uh, one of the things that he framed for me that I could understand more was Brexit. Because I, I his, his his whole opinion that it's a total good thing and the media is just spun out of control that no one knows what's going on. I mean, I've talked to some people said it's a disaster how they got to here, but the intent and where they are, um, it sounds like you'd want to do that, right? We do we have to can exit the Commonwealth. What? You know what I mean? Well, I just I you know what? Whenever someone brings up Brexit, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't give two fucks. Of course, the effect on my life means nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's we're so far removed from that. American politics have some effect on our lives. You would agree, correct? Mm, just in the media. I mean, you could tell me that. The, well, no, I think American politics do affect Canadian politics in some way, shape, or form. Canadian think about it. Politics affect us not whatsoever. So, well, probably it's but, enough of a buffer that doesn't matter. Oh, well, I'm just saying. I think it affects us at least enough where we can be somewhat concerned. Whereas, like Brexit, doesn't affect us in the fucking least. You don't know that though. I mean, if you look at there's some company that you're invested in because of Brexit, it lost money or vice versa. Well, that's I know only, I know I'm not invested in a company, so I'm saying me personally. Is a dollar in a sense. I thought it was funny also when he was dismissive of the royal family after Joe thought they were something because of Mike Baker. Well, maybe they are something though because the Queen is such an instrumental figure in like killing Epstein and things like that. You know. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't get into that at all. That's he's Joe's toned down. He's talked about Epstein. Yeah, enough. that's he's let that drop right off the radar. I just felt this well, was just because Joe's call. not talking about it doesn't mean it's out, man. Doesn't mean it's out of the news. It was interesting that this guy's a troll against woke culture, and it goes all the way back to Bogosian. Was it Bogosian? The, the two guys yeah. that were doing the dog rape. I don't rape. think that was Bogosian, but I know it was. Who you're it was about. Bogosian. Oh, it was. Yeah. The, the, I thought Bogosian was like a it was rich dude or James, a poker player. Or no, something. no, it was James. What's his name? And Peter Bogosian. Okay. They were doing this. Uh, is yes. it's a year ago now? Uh, just doing scientific troll papers as it were to test the waters of how woke the culture is and this guy's doing the exact same thing they're but going we, we, we love this well no he the one he did with the mirror or whatever or the independent or the guardian oh, right. he did yeah. another pseudonym yeah, yeah, yeah. and he made it um so the thing said you're a fucking idiots or whatever no i'm paraphrasing but yeah yeah every if you first read every letter, fourth letter of the whatever so it's like i feel that woke culture is here to stay and the best thing you can do is like turn your head to it or make like this guy and make folly of it and uh, make a living from it. Like, do you think they're right though? And we're reaching a tipping point of this whole thing and soon it'll kind of swing no. back. The There'll other always way. be young people coming up thinking they can change the world and their ideas are better than the, their parents. Again, I don't even think woke culture really affects me in the least. Like I don't walk around. You know what I mean? Like I hang out with my people that are my age and I'm not really affected by people that are like, 
I, I don't know. And you hang out with people who are woke and still get through it. I hang out with all sorts of people. Yeah, that's really the point. Like, I got into this huge... The last time I was at a bar in the last decade... <laughs> no, like, last year at some point, I got into some argument with this 20-year-old about, like, fucking woke shit, because... And then I was just like, we're on such a different page that whatever. Again, this term woke, weird, but if we're going to use it, there are plenty of adults who are woke and you know many of them. I'm not talking about our friends. I'm talking about like... I know the wokest person in Canada. Th- this is what I'm saying. We, I, we both do. Like, And everyone can't be deprogrammed. No, but I'm saying I know the wokest. No, I'm saying I think... We're talking about the oh, same person. Yeah, I know him well, though. Or I used to know him right, well. Right, yeah. exactly. This is... He might go on Joe Rogan and he is, recently. He might go on Joe Rogan soon, for really? all we know. Well, with all the stuff he's... All the books he's been reading... Oh, right, you're right. We'll talk and about he, it on the post, Joe. He's older. No, because I'm never going to say... yeah. I'm never going to say the yeah, name. No, I'm never going to no, fucking no, say no, it. No, no, no. Let's... Uh, I, I, I'm done with this guy, though, if you guys are done. Yeah, I'm done. That's fine. Yeah, so sure. let's rate it and move on. Okay. Let's... Uh, I feel like we missed something, but whatever. Yeah, I feel like I missed something too. That we, can, we can hit it in the post. I mean, it's we fine. missed Pennywise not being an ally of gay people. That was great. Oh no, that's all around the the Come movies. I want to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's fine. Uh, if we miss anything, we'll hit it in the post show. Maybe. I lost my pen. Well, I'm sure you can find another one, Simon. No, you're just losing everything today. We need a lanyard for all your stuff. You need like ten lanyards. Need a tool belt. One of the, yeah, no, you exactly just need one. I was on. right there under your ass. Lanyard. Look at how frayed that leather chair is from just Simon sitting in it. You must have an ass like sandpaper. Oh, they talked about healthcare. That's what they talked about. Oh yeah, let's I, touch I, on I, that I did for think a minute. It was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how Joe expressed American psychology about having the best doctor and the best thing and, and this thing, and we hear about uh, these people have big problems or whatever and it's just like how do you change that like if everyone's taught everyone like yeah you need the best doctor i believe doctors will do their best work regardless how much they're working for i do well i think it's weird joe has this weird thing where like you need the best surgeon like no he's saying that's the american psyche i know shares it but i know but what i'm saying is like you have to realize like how difficult it is to become a surgeon or like like if if they're a knee specialist, that person is incredibly good. At, like just period. to get to being a doctor. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like you don't need like I always assume, and maybe it's not right. I mean, Simon's had surgery. I've had I had two surgeries last year. What What are you saying? Well, like, do you feel like the care you got in your surgery? Well, my surgery failed, so I'm well, the both absolute of, wrong guy well, to talk to. <laughs> technically, both of mine did too. So yeah, there you they, go. You guys they, are getting bad. They yeah, told but, you that there was like. My surgery is, uh, anyways. Yes, you're right. They both failed. They all failed. We got failed by our people. But my point is, is like, a, it was free, so I can't really. But, but I, I can never have the same surgery again. Okay, but that's, I mean, that's sucks so it, for sure. It's botched almost. Well, there's so much scar tissue now there, and it's on your spine. I don't think they would ever operate in that so, same I mean, spot again. But again, you might find some specialist who would be like, I can definitely do that. Unfortunately, there may be a truth to what Joe's saying. Like, And there's no way they can say one example reinforces but I, that belief. I but don't hold necessarily on, but, think that that... Uh, but what the yeah. British guy was saying was, we have this government-run system that works for everyone, yeah. and if you have the means, you can go see the best of the best. But the other guys are still very good. The oh, guy yeah. performing your knee surgery for $100 is 
is gonna fix is most likely gonna fix your knee. You also have to realize that it's a medical procedure. I don't think people know this, but like one in five hundred people that lay down on the table die. That's just a fucking so medical there are be fact. Plenty of uh, operations that don't work. Yes, no, I, I'm totally aware of that. And that's all I'm saying. And I am. Uh, I'm. I'm not knocking our system. I think our system is so much better than the Americans and having nothing. But it's not as good as the British system. But hold on. But the way it should work, knowing, having gone through everything I've gone through with this whole thing, I know that our system should be the way it is with another tier that you can pay for. We've also learned, though, that the U.S. could probably single-handedly fix their healthcare system by simply regulating that industry. Because they're really getting fucked on the medicine side of things and the price of like instruments because it's just the Wild West out there. But it's all based on what Joe is saying about the psyche of like, we've got to make the best of the best to make the most money. And it's just in there. Like I, when he was talking about free dental care in uh, England, I was like, now that's what you're well, that's, talking I, Right about. away, I was like, whoa, whoa, what's this? So they really got it going on over there. We're on the in-between and the Americans are having the best... Uh, procedures done to them as possible because of the competitive system in their competitive head competitive system competitive system um and it's just an ingrained thing like and i think that'd be really hard to change yeah what was the tweet i saw the other day it was like you get full health <laughs> and then it was like what about dental no not dental and it's like oh so every bone but not these bones okay cool yeah, that is weird right? very weird well the ndp the ndp on this past election right wanted on that. to yeah, yeah, yeah give you dental but young people don't but care about every, dental. Everything else they ran on was batshit crazy, so it's hard to find who to vote for. Yeah. Even here in Canada. It's like the, that guy in Canada like 15 years ago that wanted to give everyone $10,000 on their birthday and legalize pot, and those are the only two platforms he ran on. That's amazing. Well, that's what I said. I was like, oof, that's a strong platform. That's amazing. And I was thinking with the injuries I've had in my life, like I, if I was in America, I'd probably be destitute and broke. I was in a coma. I was in the hospital for... So I'm grateful listen, for our system, good or bad. My grandfather uh, had a stroke when he lived in Florida. He was in the hospital for a week, and it cost him 250 grand. And then he had to take a private jet back to Canada because he still had Canadian health care, and that cost 25 grand. So just think about, like, right there. That's one week in the hospital, a quarter of a million dollars. It's absolutely it's crazy. That, shocking. Don't leave the country. That's the moral of that story. No, we have Blue Cross, man. You pay a hundred bucks for the year and you're covered for... When I moved to New York, I had $3 million worth of coverage. I could have pretty much... Well, I mean, and that being said, you can do that here. You can get insurance right now. Yeah, yeah. And just pay and go to the dentist, just like you work for the government or whatever. Oh, you just got to yeah. pay. Don't, you don't have insurance, I take so, it? So stuff like that exists. I don't appreciate the question on the air. <laughs> I remember having insurance. Time. It was fucking great. <laughs> Go to the dentist for like 10 bucks. And it all depends on it's what you do. It's still not 10 bucks. No, but yeah, it was like 40 you. as opposed to like, you know. Well, it's lame. Even with insurance, like it, even with the dentist, it only covers like whatever, 75%. And the dentist is so goddamn expensive. Yeah, but that, it was really nice when you went and got medicine. Yes. No, look, I, it's great for all sorts of shit, man. And especially if you're in a position where you're having to take medicine all the time, you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's nice to get a massage once a month, too. Well, yeah, but those are like the perks that come along with the stupid thing. And again, that kind of frustrates me, too. Like, uh, well, the worst is they jack up the price because they know the insurance the pays for it. Nobody usually uses them. You end up paying the premium because of them. 
that's really not the issue. The one I mentioned is the bigger one. But that could be going to make your medicine or whatever less expensive. It's just a weird... No, but Simon, it's the insurance company. What really fucks you is the dentist. What really fucks you is when you go to the dentist and they go, are you insured? And you go, no. And they go, oh, well, then we can make it this price. It's only when they find out that you're insured that they're like, oh, it's four fifty. Oh, really? I never know. I've, I've, dude, I've gone to plenty of dentists where they're like, are you insured? What's, what, what's wrong? It's either screenplay or fix healthcare, boys. Well, we're never going to fix healthcare. <laughs> we have healthcare, so we don't need to fix shit. Like I was saying, um, I uh, appreciate this guy's uh, identifying woke culture and seeing it as a problem, but I don't think it's something you ever solve, and it'll all work itself out, and he's made himself a nice niche. So What was his name? Good on him. Robert. Andrew Doyle. Andrew, Andrew Doyle. Doyle. We started to rate him like, 15 minutes ago. Well, we had one more. We wanted to hit yeah, healthcare give, uh, real quick because we knew a, we forgot something. I give it a three. Matt, Kamar, Simon. Kamar gives it a three. Mm-hmm. Simon gives it a 3.75. Uh, I give it a... I give it a four. Also because I was on pins and needles driving back from Toronto in a snowstorm just like fucking glued to this podcast like don't die don't die stay away stay away yeah i mean it was it was interesting news stories far more am i worried about the deep state oh that's what he used the word hectoring i i really like that term is what it feels like when people are pushing their shit on you you're feeling hectored you know like bullied and I didn't remember him Hector, saying that. I don't remember him saying that. Either. Well, you listeners that listen, you do. I know you do. I just found that this episode was uh, something different from the norm. You know, this guy had written a book he hadn't been on before, like the British. Uh, and I'm disappointed he was exposed. I, I wish he was still in. Yeah, uh, it would be great. Yeah, but he never would have come on then. Mm-hmm. So, or he could be is. he could be Banksy and wear have a blurred out face. Or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tom Papa. Also from New Jersey, like uh, Jim Norton. Hold on, number. 1426. Uh, no, we're in the 40s. 1440 oh, something. I don't know. Way off. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't write the number down. It's wow. It's Kamar's job now. Man. No, this is still your part. Yep. I know what I'm doing now. Yep. I'm so on point Kamar, today. It's out of fucking control. What's the number for Tom Papa? Whatever. 1424. 24. I was there two off. Go. Fuck out of here. 1440. Bra- Bravo, Matthew. Thank you. Happy belated From birthday. New Jersey, 15th appearance oh, on and Joe Matt, Rogan. Matt called this. Yes, you did. So congratulations, Matthew. But, I'm, but frankly, it's like bad news. You know what I mean? So I said it like time. we were mourning. 15. 15. Oh. This is his 15th appearance. Is, is he the most ever? I don't no, think so. No. Ari, Joey Greg Diaz, Fitzsimmons Ari, are in there. Joey. Oh, I said Joey. Bert. Yeah. Uh, 15 Eddie. times. That's 15 times. That's 11 too many. I think it goes back to the 480s or something. Wow. 520, some of that. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, sitting, listening through this, it makes total sense that he's been on 15 times. It just felt like Joe regurgitating absolutely every... I thought the Holtzman story was going to come up again. Like I, It was on the cusp, and he just... He said Holtzman's name. Well, that's. Oh, I was like, oh my God, if it comes out, I'm turning it off. I'm turning it off right now. Did you watch Papa Special? I started to, and then I got distracted. Yeah, because it wasn't very engaging. Because right? now it's 15 minutes, man. That's all you want is like, I, because pacing to do an hour is a different thing. There's a buildup. You get big. You probably come down. But uh, 15 minutes, you can come out and just bang, 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 bang. Tom Papa is, though, hilarious, nice guy. I just couldn't believe it when it was his 15th time. It makes sense. He's got a special that's already out, so that's why he's on. Listen, 
I don't want to shit on him. Nope. But this episode fucking sucked. I could have really done without this in my life. What I found interesting, then I'll just get to it. I didn't know it was going to be like this. This is the one that is, was most disappointed. 15 times they were talking about watching the Taylor <laughs> Swift video. So I woke up and watched that. And uh, she hates Trump. So the whole thing is about her, um, how hard it is to be a superstar, which is just the weirdest thing to watch. And I was surprised that he was able to watch it. But I think he was more watching it through his daughter's eyes because mm-hmm. I, I think it's a piece of garbage. Are you talking about the thing on Netflix? Yeah. Miss Americana? Because what happened to her is she, the Kanye incident, yeah. like that, that shattered her. Mm-hmm. And then the um, DJ who allegedly fondled her, who she got fired and sort of ruined his life. And she's uh, uh, rich and famous. I admit with what Tom said about it's amazing how you can watch her work and write up a song, but the intent of the whole thing I thought was misguided. Hmm. There's a point in the uh, thing where she's decided she's going to do her first political tweet and her management and her dad's like, do not do this. Do not do this. Please don't do this. And she's sitting around her friends drinking wine. They're like, okay, okay. And then they press send and they freak out. Like, ah, what's going to happen? Oh, gross. And yeah, he didn't cover that. And I'm glad uh, Joe didn't go that far. I'm mm. disappointed in myself for watching the whole thing. <laughs> you watched the whole thing? You woke up and watched the whole well, thing? I wanted to see what Tom Papa saw. I don't even think he said he watched the whole thing. I think he Joe watched said he watched Joe, five minutes. Joe watched five minutes of it. Yeah, but Jesus Christ! Oh my God! I didn't know I, that it was this bad. I can't picture um, Tom Papa on Opie and Anthony. How did that fly? Everyone loves Tom Papa. Tom probably Papa's wasn't there lovable. alone. You know what I mean? It was always a room full of comics. Yeah, it's just so dirty, and what he's so clean, you know? Yeah, whatever. He's also capable of poking fun at like fun stuff. And that's yeah, what they did. They had a lot of like enough. clips and, you know, call-ins. And... enough. Well, I thought it was interesting when they were talking about how uh, Dr. Doolittle has bombed. Yeah. With uh, Robert Downey Jr. that was just on. Yeah. Yeah. Joe just throwing him under the bus, eh? And they also talked about Eddie Murphy coming back. So I thought it'd be fun for the movie game if we did Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. Fuck me. Can I really quickly point out, too, how bad Joe's quick math is? In this episode, he goes, I heard my agent told me that there's 900,000 podcasts right now. Is that not one in three people? Well, no. And then he goes, there's 360 (coughs) million people in this country. That's like one in three people has a podcast. I was like, that math is terrible. That's one in 300, first of all, or 360. But that's irrelevant if they were just doing podcasts in America. Well, that too. Yeah, it's, that's worldwide. That's what it is. That's everywhere you, you could possibly be. Yeah. But that, that number was in that Forbes article. Yeah, that's fine. My point was just his quick math was awful. I was like, Joe, there's, it's not one in three people in the States do a podcast. That would be like all of New York and LA. No one's working. They're all just sitting like us. He's on the fly. He's doing his quick math. He's got the greatest Googler in the world. Who's Oh, he finally gave Jamie the right fucking Google's app. trying to poach him. Finally. I don't have a pen. I don't have a pen. I don't have a pen. He doesn't have a pen. I don't have a pen. He doesn't have a pen. There's pens right there, Matt. No, Mary, I'm fine. Matt, right there. No, those are markers. I can't use a marker. Simon, can you get me a pen from the desk? Jesus Christ, you're going to make me get up when there's markers right there. Could you please get me a pen from the desk? 
It's right I there. apologize, listeners. This Simon, is I'm going to edit both these episodes tonight. Just after we discuss that, we're going to tighten it up. And, and you're angry about getting bring it to the fire. Pen, and then there he's going to aggressively whoa, throw it at whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Simon, I need a new pen. That was an aggressive toss. All right. So the year we have to do first. Now, what's interesting about this, people who don't listen, uh, recently had uh, Robert Downey Jr. on who was on Joe Rogan, we thought specifically to promote Dr. Doolittle. And as they're saying, the movie's just tanking and bombing. So no matter how powerful we think JRE is, it Ex- couldn't save Dr. Doolittle. You, you know what I mean? So th- there's a grain of salt with that. But uh, how about, uh, they were talking about Cats too. Could you ever be compelled to watch the movie Cats that they put no. out and then brought back and no. to re-edit? No. That's just no. insanity. How much that cost? Simon, you have the year? I said... Uh, 2005. I wrote 1999. Oh, I want it so bad for you. 1998. Oh, God. As you said 19, I was like, here he comes. So 1998. Jeez Louise. So close. Now I'm going to be way off. Come on. So don't worry about it. But this, of course, was uh, starred Eddie Murphy. So way bigger star than Robert Downey Jr. Jesus Christ. They've talked about Mrs. Maple and uh, Joe's not so into it anymore. Joe's not so into Mrs. Uh, Maisel anymore. I wish she was never into Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) It was a fun. It was a fun two month ride. They always have the conversation about how Lenny Bruce isn't funny anymore, but paved the way for us. Yeah. And they had the great homage for um, Howard Stern. Yeah. Laying the groundwork. I think actually them going to Howard Stern was sort of new area, though I do recall them talking about how Lenny Bruce isn't funny anymore and the guys coming up and how great the industry is now and working. And I thought it was funny how he said people can just do stand-up and if you look at people in the under industry, you got to diversify. You got to do a podcast. You got to do stand-up. You got to try to do commercials. You got to try to do all these things. These guys are in such a rarefied air of success in comedy. It's uh, it's depressing sometimes to listen to them. Simon, you ready? Yeah, I guess. Go ahead. All right, I had the budget at sixty two point eight million, and it made two hundred ten point nine million. Wow, I said it cost fifty six million, and it made a hundred and ten million. Oh, so close. The budget for the film was $70.5 million. Nice, Matty. Okay. Box office, $294 million. Well, Matt's closer, but not close enough. Not close enough. Boom. I get a point there, don't I? Mm, you got to be within $5 million of the budget. So stupid. He's <laughs> you're, I, think, I, think, I think you're seven away. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was close warm. enough, man. Good work. But what a slap in the face that is a Robert Dottie Jr. Eh, to uh, redo the movie that Eddie Murphy made all this money with and it being a complete disaster. You, you got a point in my heart, Matt. Woke culture would love that. You can't remake a black movie with a white man. Oh, there you are right it's there. just going to, like Simon. Simon said the, the market, market works, the market itself, works itself, out. itself out. Shit, I didn't even plan for that one, man. <laughs> it's amazing. Market, that is the market always works itself. The movie out. game. I thought you were gonna do it for Chappie when Simon mentioned it earlier. <laughs> I had had this because they talked about Eddie Murphy and um Doctor Doolittle not doing so well. 
Uh, it made two hundred ninety million. That's yeah, a lot. And thus far, for nineteen ninety eight. Thus too, far, um, the current Doctor Doolittle costs one hundred and seventy five <laughs> million to make. And, Sweet. And Jesus. so far, has made one hundred fifty eight million. And you know where the budget all went for that movie, Matt? To CGI. fly into Joe Rogan. No animal handlers. It was all done with animal handlers. Not for for the no old animals, ones. just animal handlers. No, no, no. It was done with real animals. That's what I'm saying. The old gotcha. one. It was 1998. They weren't doing um, 20 years ago, 22 years ago. I'm so now, mind. and that's very interesting. So now the whole budget goes to 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 his goes to <laughs> to his um, Robert Downey Jr. salary and CGI. No, and listen, it's way more. He than, gets like uh, 20 million for that out of that 160 million. It, it was a joke, but it, the CGI costs more than real animals. Dude, CGI they is should just be using real expensive. animals. No, they say you never want to work with animals or kids. That's the rule, Simon. Mm, you know right. this. That's you know right. this. And you never go full retard. Well, that's also something we learned from our friend uh, RDJ. That's right. You never right. go full retard. Uh, let's see what else I got here. I thought it was disturbing when he broke bread with him. Although a peaceful term, I hate hearing people eat. Oh my I've done it once or twice oh, in this podcast, and I apologize. It made me very hungry for sourdough bread, I got to tell with you. With some butter on it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like butter, but I would have eaten it. I'm plain. sure they've had the talk about uh, the water. Good bagels, bad bagels, pizza. Yes, they have, for sure. With him, they talk about that every time he's on, because he's the bread guy. You know, it's funny, though. Every time I go to the States, any American I meet that's been to Canada, they say our water sucks. And I'm like, I had this argument with a guy in Pennsylvania once that was like, you don't understand, we get our water from glaciers. And I was like, I don't think you know where our country is. But Deep science. Fair enough. But the water could come from glaciers and go through a mineral thing right <laughs> above our cord earth and come back up filtered, whatever. I, I, There's no core to, you, to a flat earth. Cheers to you if you can really taste the difference between water. That's that's quite the palate. I think I can taste yourself. the difference between water. I don't know. Uh, well, I can for sure. Water that's different than Ottawa water, you can tell the difference. Ottawa water. But I can't tell the difference between like Fiji water and Fiji Evian water. water. Fiji water, there is a noticeable difference. Nestle water and whatever. That would be crazy. It's just a good that's get together. Only a pompous fool would think they could do that. Two proud dads. Get out of my house, Simon. Just do, go now. Do either of you watch. Cue cards. Do either of you watch Shit's Creek? I've seen it. So funny. They didn't mention it was Canadian. They didn't mention that once. They didn't? No. No, they didn't put it together. Yeah, the whole cast Canadian. is Canadian, so yeah. should be a dead They giveaway. said it was created by Eugene Levy and his son. But that's been a both sl- Canadian. That's been a slow burn. Like the entire cast is Canadian? No, I can't it, say that. But, but it's, it's filmed in Canada. In Canada. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, he, Joe was like, oh, it was on Pop TV first yeah, or something. No, and I was it like, was on no, CBC. it's a CBC yeah. show. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, yeah. The three stars are Canadian. Unless oh, they're all, most of the stars are Canadian. Unless they've changed, well, so. But uh, I don't think everybody is. Whoa, well, that one guy, Chris uh, yeah. Elliott. Yeah, he's not Canadian. Who never blew up, eh? He's the weirdest thing ever. He is the voice of the Wonder Years. He's mm-hmm. the old voice in uh, The Wonder Years. But he was like the man on Letterman but for wait, the crazy over-the-top skits. He was in, uh, he's been in tons of shit. He was in Home Alone. That was huge for him, wasn't he? No, he was not in that. Oh, no, that's somebody else. You're he right. did Cabin right, Boy right. as rated the worst no, movie right. ever. He was, was in Something About Mary. With, uh, who was the other bad guy? Daniel Stern. Joe Pesci. Daniel Stern. Who was amazing in the yeah, City Slickers, I but I say that to like Joe repeat stuff. Too. I love City Slickers. I love that it's too. A great movie, even though I don't like Billy Crystal. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies rolling. Boy, my ass is swollen. Wow. Right. So cats. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. The movie, a hundred million dollar loss. Just in case we ever do that movie game. Just put that Re- in the vault. Remember put that. Put that in the vault. Yeah. 
And then they, um, what else are they talking about? What was the biggest? What's what the biggest? That? What's the biggest money loser of all time, movie wise? Is it still Waterworld? I, I think at the question. end of the day, Waterworld worked out. You know, like you know what I mean with DVD sales and licensing and stuff like that. But at the beginning, they're big. Buyers. I think it was like a four hundred million dollars. Oh no! I think the remember the yeah. set sank. There's one. There's one movie called Event Horizon where they gave someone like $150 million who'd only made one movie before. It's I've seen cr- Event Horizon with Sam Elliott. And or Sam, uh, who's the Englishman? Not Sam Elliott. Waterson? Is that his name? I don't know. That's the one. It's a Stephen King book. Yeah, King Arthur lost a bunch of money. I mean, at this point, they're starting to lose real money. I don't know which one it would be. But he talked about why I know I like Tom Papa is he was t- remarking about Cat Williams. I still think the first time I saw Cat Williams is the hardest I've ever laughed. The Krista Chronolite? That's uh, still the, the, the to this Zambuk day. The is delicious. One of, this, one of the fucking funniest stand up bits you, ever. You know what I mean? He, like, in his. I was never a fan. Big fan. Dude, I'll show you that bit. It's like one of the funniest bits ever. It's called Deaf. That's one of the. <laughs> and just his mannerism stuff, it's crazy how he's gone off the rails and. Still keeps it together. Like, well, I mean, he's batshit crazy. Like, he attacked a 17 year old kid and the kid beat the shit out of him. That's hilarious, but he's not homeless. That's hilarious. He's not homeless in a back alley. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just fame. That's the other thing I learned about watching that uh, Taylor Swift thing is we're not meant to be famous. Like, it just doesn't, there's no good way to be famous. I wouldn't want to be famous. I want to be rich. I never thought I'd hear the words come out of my uh, Kamara's mouth. That's what I learned from that Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> it just happened. I did it for the podcast because that's the only thing I got out of them. Did you? Them talking uh, highly about the Taylor Swift thing. So I went to watch it and I disagreed. What number is this? 1424? Oh, sounds 26. Good. 24, yeah. 26 was my guess. All right. Well. I'm all finished with Tom Papa. If you guys have nothing further to add, if you do, I'm all ears. It's just difficult because this is fifteenth time on, and he he, it felt like he was just on. I've listened to his. Felt like he was on last week. Not enough has happened in Tom's life between then and now to fill the gap. Now that was almost like Tom was on last week, and he wrote a bunch of negative comments on the YouTube, being like, "You have to have Tom Papa back on to answer for some of the questions he didn't answer last week." And then Joe just had him back on. That that being said, if you were just new to the show... It was a fine episode. You know what I mean? If you had never listened to Joe Rogan before, this was a fine episode. I disagree. I'll I'll tell you why, too. I felt like there were so many times where Joe was just yammering on about, again, things that he's told Tom that they've talked about, where Tom is going, yeah, 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 yeah. And not, I don't know. Fine. Give me your fucking opinion. Rate it. Go ahead, Kamar. What do you have to say? No, it's just I, 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 you're disagreeing with my point, saying if you never heard Tom Papa before, uh, this is great. But if you've heard him 15 times plus his podcast, it just there's nothing revelatory. They have a great conversation. Joe loves him, so you know, anytime today, my supposed to come. Of course, come on in, and that's what's going to happen. And we're going to hear Tom Papa again. That oh, being said, course. I give it a two and a half. That being said, I give it a two and a half. Nice exit, Kamar. Strong. What do you give it, Simon? I give this episode a two seven five because it made me watch that Taylor Swift special. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. It, no, I give it a two point five. No, I give it a two. 
Yeah, that's yeah, where I'm going. I give it a two. Nestled right in there in that yeah. two zone. Yeah, no, I give it a two. Matt's face might have influenced my uh, vote a little bit. So from now on, maybe blinders should go up between oh us whether, while we're giving our ballots. I think that'd be really cool. If that's our next Patreon. Are- no, that's our next Patreon goal. Uh, partitions that come up and down Just before like the a, rating a system. Yeah. No, that'd be an amazing <laughs> challenge, time. though, if we did it without being able to see each other. So we really have to focus. I we'll don't just, have to focus. We'll I, put blindfolds on. Will that uh, do it for you, Kamar? No, well, I'll just get cards and hold them up yeah, once one. we get to the YouTube. Right in front of our faces. Yeah. All right, done. Last episode. Last but not least. Home stretch, boys. The astronaut. Yeah. Cal Zapriese. Uh, Garrett Reisman. Friesman. 1425. Garrett Reisman. Yes. Congratulations, Kamar. I thought you were going to say that with some wild accent. Like, Garrett Reisman. Uh, Garrett I wish uh, this podcast had been the first of the week because just talking about it uh, now as I'm getting stoned, I may not have like I this was a really pleasant surprise um, because obviously if you think that space doesn't exist, this guy's a raving lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, roll it. But I found that this guy was super intelligent, but uh, able to speak in way more layman terms. Yeah. About space yeah. travel and stuff, because I felt uh, the last astronaut I can remember coming on was uh, Mark Hatfield, Canadian. Is that right, or Chris Hatfield? Chris Hatfield. Sorry, my bad. Shout out Mark Hatfield, guy <laughs> um, just some guy in Sudbury, and he was so whimsical about space and the experience. And this guy was sort of like, well, you know, let's just go on space. He almost sounded like a plumber about it. <laughs> Even though I know the guy's super intelligent, a specialist in what he does, he was so matter of fact, like. Earth, well, can I we... tell you the difference, Kamar? Of course, please. That's what we're here uh, for. Hatfield is writing children's books about being afraid of the dark, and this guy is working for SpaceX. So that those are the different courses they took after leaving the astronaut. Like Hatfield became like a celebrity. He started going on TV shows and whatever. This guy he's just still kept, balls deep and let's working, going you know? to space and yeah. rocketry and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing that... Um, Just pointed at your mouth, Mark. It was, yeah, sorry, it was very yeah, low. There we go. You're it's good. crazy that we've fallen out with our fascination with traveling to space and stuff. Maybe you have. And, well, no, I mean... Well, he doesn't believe in it anymore, so it's tough for him to dream <laughs> about never it. Had it's it. fake. No, but... I, I, you mean the, the populace? The populace is more but concerned it's about... It's all back, baby. Yeah, I guess they're they're battling through, but it's like it's so no, exciting. He even said it's going to be better than ever now. Now that it's out of the ha- because his and I found that so interesting was that it made perfect sense. You the first flight is for NASA. That they're your client. You got to fulfill your obligation. But then you know how to do it, and everyone after that is for profit. You know, like this is the way that the world works. Why wouldn't it be the way space travel works? So, in other words, because of the system we had, it clunkily went along. Stifled. Like he said, every department needed three letters stamped by four different people. Elon decides when they're going to space, you know? And now that the private industry is, the wheels are really turning. Fuck yeah, man. And, and. Fuck yeah, man. They're, you know, Elon, I just think, is privy to information that, you know, the layman not NASA scientist wasn't privy to, you know, it's speeding things along. Uh, one of the things I thought I made me skeptical was when he talked about how you, it's tough to get service up at the space station, but now they have Twitter, they, but they have Twitter now, but I still, how do they have such good service on the moon? 
It's just like, it's glaring. You know what I mean? They're not on the moon. But they, when they were on the moon, they were able to communicate. Well, not when they went. Not when they went around the moon. Because there's a space station on the moon. No, no, stop. Internet connection for a long time. Don't you remember in Apollo 13 when they go around the moon? They say they're like, we're going to lose communication with you guys for X amount of time until you go around. That was it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, well, okay. Well, I can't argue because I don't know shit. But that was it. No, but I think what Kamara is saying is that. Up until last week, they couldn't get a valid internet connection on the space station. And yet in 19, whatever, 50, whenever they went to the moon, when did they go to the moon? 1960, 70, 69? I believe so. That they were able to relay pictures back instantaneously. That's Kamara's. I'm not uh, saying anything. Diablo avocado. I wash my hands. With the another super interesting thing is for morale. When you're astronaut, you can call anyone in the world you want. Yeah, super weird. So who are you calling? Imagine if you made some weird request. Charlie Manson. Could you get him on the line? Like you know what I mean? Could you make some wild request? Who would you call? I want to speak to. You you think I'd call Chappelle? No, you'd call Mary. We know we know who Kamar would call. Who would I call? Trump. The president. Of, of course I would. Of, of, course, of course, course I would. I, would. Course I, didn't even, would. I, I didn't have time to think about who I would call, but just to pick me up, you know what I mean? I'd call <laughs> someone I really hate, to be honest. I'd call someone I really hate, and I'd be like, I just want you to know that right now, I'm on the fucking International Space Station, and like prison, I got one call, and I'm calling you to tell you you're a fucking piece of shit. And then I'd hang up from space. Yeah, I, I think uh, it is underrated what amazing people astronauts are, the dedication to get to that. And that Oh, sort of- dude, when he was describing the spacewalk, and I started thinking about it, Fuck and just that. being attached only by a cord into oblivion, I was like, holy shit, man. That must be so... It, you, you have to have balls of steel... To Simon, do that. There was a photo floating around the other day of the first untethered spacewalk. What do you mean untethered spacewalk? So the guy goes out and he's got like a... Oh, jet propulsion unit. Yeah, like a little pack on. Fuck. That's what I said. That. He's floating what looks like, I don't know, I'm just going to ballpark it at like... I mean, it's in space, so it's tough to get depth, but depending on what lens they use, he could have been, you know, 20 feet from the fucking thing or he could have been 100 feet. It looks like he's like 200 feet away from the... From the ship. And that's what I said. I was like, well, he also never. said they were out there for seven hours on those spacewalks. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Well, the vacuum stuff is is, is kind of interesting, but I don't think you guys are giving enough to this call anyone you want thing. <laughs> like, Kamar just like, can't get do you, over it. Do you think that's like a lizard people thing where like everyone, hello, it's an astronaut. No, I don't want to take it. Like, does someone refuse that call? Yeah, for sure. There's a ton of people but that are like. you're making it seem like this call thing is such a, it's, they're not saying you're going to get any answer you want. They're saying you can make any phone call you want. So big deal. So you get to talk to fucking Harrison Ford or you get to talk to Donald Trump. You don't get to phone somebody up and say, okay, you have to tell me whether aliens exist, you know? Well, who knows what the person on the other end says? I also want to point out that there's a good chance, like imagine I'm famous versus Simon being famous. If Simon's famous and an astronaut calls, that astronaut's going to get a good chat. You know what I mean? They're going to have a lot to talk about. Simon's going to get really amped. He calls me. I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, but why would they call either of us? We're famous. Remember, dipshit? I just said that. In oh, this hypothetical, sorry. we're both famous. Gotcha. Jesus H. Christ. 
So all I'm saying is so like, famous that an astronaut might want to call you. No, what I'm saying though is like you know that astronaut might be like, oh, I want to call, I don't know, just pick a fucking, I want to call Anthony Hopkins, and Anthony Hopkins is just not into space or or he's a flat earther. And that's what I said. Who would? Oh, you? dude, that's <laughs> hilarious. Imagine. Oh, really? Oh, really? You're calling Where me are you from calling space? Me? Yes. Are you <laughs> sure? Is this Dave? Is this fucking Dave again? <laughs> Do you only get one call when you're up in space, or you can you call Dave, as many I people? I should have never told you I believed in flat yeah. Earth. Now don't call yeah. me again. The last time, Dave. So you you guys can't imagine who you'd want to call. Well, Kamar, that's what I said. Is it like prison where they're like, whoa, whoa, you got one? Kamar, well, I don't know that. You really want to tell us who you want to call? Who do yeah. you want to well, call? No, yeah, probably Trump or maybe Joe. Oh, what a suck up! <laughs> I don't know. I'd, what I'd, a suck up! It's a tough, you can call anyone. I know oh, it's you, super easy. I know who you should call, and I know who I'd call. The Clintons. They answer. Guys, honestly, just one yeah. question. Or you call Epstein, no, when and I, you I, see if he answers. <laughs> That's a, when that, they call. That, have they not tried that yet? You know, no. Imagine. Dude, that should be number one on their list. Oh, that's so funny. That's a good um, skit. Have you guys tried calling yeah. him? Uh, you know what would be... A way more fun game, Kamar, is if they let you call anyone in history from space. Yes, yes. And somehow use the vortex to like let you speak to anybody who lived. Mm-hmm. Then who are you calling? I don't know. That's a good idea. That's a good question. Like uh, Tutankhamun or like, and do they translate for you or do you have to speak to that person in their native language? You can only go back to the time the time machine has been invented. You can only go call someone. So it's not a call. It's a time machine. You get to go back in time. Where do you want to go? From space. Oh my God. Look at how far (laughs) you've taken this. It goes from you get one phone call while you're in space that a famous person might potentially answer. But if you go back to things. Let's get back to this guy. How fucking... Uh, ancient we were a hundred years ago and now we're in space and these guys are working like it's just mind-blowing what is not possible well you know what's getting weird though is nothing is not possible hold on agreed you know what's getting really weird is it's getting weird now that when you say stuff like a hundred years ago like a hundred years ago was now 1920 it's crazy mm-hmm. so that like there was cars sense. the stock market you, you know what say, i mean like you have to no, say 200 that's what i'm ago. saying is we're at a weird point now where we're old enough and we've seen enough we're like being like a hundred years ago like imagine being 80 <laughs> you're like a hundred years oh no wait i remember all that you know what actually seemed crazy uh, no not crazier but worse to me than the space travel was the underwater living that sounded horrible. Well, that no, but god awful. Wait, can I ask a question? Because this wasn't clear to me. The shitting? No, no, no. Oh, because that wasn't clear to me. Oh, well, there was a lot that wasn't clear. Then I, I want to clear this up first. Then we can get to the okay. shitting. When he says he's living underwater, is he living in an underwater dome? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he's not. They're they're not. He's not in, in a scuba suit. gear. That underwater. was my, okay. Yeah. They, it's not a, when they go out on their missions, because I knew this was a stupid question, but I didn't, they're coming at, that's why he said that movie, they're coming out into like an airtight, I get it, because that's when he was like, I have to go over here to shit, but then he was like, all the fish come up, and I was like, what do you do, you put your ass in the water, well no, this is how I imagine it, and you tell me if I'm wrong, okay, so they're living in this pod, Mm mm-hmm, you swim out to a different pod that's just like a head that you'd pop your head up and you could breathe, but your whole body is still in the ocean. So like you're there shitting with your head in, in this, this little like bowl. bowl. Meanwhile, below you, there's fish everything wants to shit. eat your shit, let alone every, you know, megalodon that just wants to eat you. You're just prime bait, treading water, shitting bait. See, because I pictured it more like, did you guys see Deep Blue Sea where Samuel yes. Jackson gets eaten by the shark? Yeah. I was picturing a 
same thing but smaller so like it's got that because you know when you put like a dome in water the air stays in but you can still yeah like come a canoe up. yeah yeah but like i forget what they call it but like you can swim like remember in lost when you could swim up through that anyway yeah i pictured like a hole like that that you would just dip your asshole into and like do your business so you don't ocean. actually have to swim out into the ocean yeah it's only your butt that's it's like a dick and ball jacuzzi that you like dump your shit you into could and possibly be right i mean that makes way more sense than what i just said but it doesn't because why would they have a separate dome that you have to go to why not just have the shithole i and- mean the whole thing sounds crazy that you're living underwater with domes of not like the whole thing's nuts doesn't it more sound interesting that the best way to experience the conditions of space is underwater. That's very neat. The bends is awful, though. Like, all the, the shit two, you have to do to get the out of there sounds terrible. two places that are not explored, underwater and space, are basically the same thing. Are basically the same thing. No, because one is infinite and endless, and the other we have... So, Unless there's oh, a portal. Holy shit, I just figured it out. I just figured out the universe. Oh, here we go. Strap in, folks. The, the Earth is actually flat. Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, well, just I'm as, out. No, 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 Mars no, no, no. It's the universe is a ball, a giant, giant, giant round ball. But the Earth is a tiny sliver that sits in between space and the ocean that makes up the rest of the Earth ball. You get it? Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm not saying the Earth is flat. I'm just saying the part we live on is a sliver that runs down the middle surrounded by it's space It's half land, half water. water. Yes. No, well, not quite half because the Earth takes up a certain amount of space. Yeah, so you're going with the snow globe theory. Double-sided snow globe. Yep, I hear Water on doing. one side, space on the other. Impossible. It, it's not impossible. I mean, it is impossible. I was just going to say, I don't normally hate you, but like right now, I hate you. Either way. This is totally off the fly, man. I I haven't really thought about the logistics of how this whole thing works. But yeah, living underwater for six months. You're talking about the, I bet he had no internet connection down there. And then you have to wait. They wired it. Then you have to wait one day. Yeah, in a fucking decompression chamber. Yeah. But you know how bad it is just living in our climate where... You have to bundle up to go outside into the cold. Yeah. Right? Like some days. It was minus 32. Especially as a kid, you know, when you were wearing snow pants and the whole nine, you know, it was just bulky. So to live like that all the time, but every step you take to the outside, be it water or space, is like just disaster waiting to happen, you know? Well, that's the only way you can prepare for that situation you're talking about and keep your cool and handle it. Let me also have you is live in Canada. Go through every movement. Yeah, that helps too. When you were in Hawaii, did you go scuba diving or snorkeling? No, 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 no. Snorkeling I, could never. Yes. Okay. So that's what I was gonna say. Is like I we didn't even go scuba diving. We just went snorkeling. There's this sea turtle snorkel thing you can do on this crater. Dude, I don't get claustrophobic, but like the second I got in the water. I was just like, oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. It, to me, it's the vastness. I like it's this combination of claustrophobia and too much space. There's also, I don't know you, if you, you know, know this, but coral makes an insane sound. Really? Yeah. It's like a crackling. It's like constant. Oh, that was really? Really? It's like constant bubble wrap 
being oh, uh, yeah? that's the sound coral makes so when you're underwater <laughs> around coral crackling. there's just constant crackling it's like all, they warn you too they're like when you get in there it's like the forest on fire they're like all you're gonna hear is this constant crackling that's the coral so you can't even hear anything sneaking up on you because the coral is well, making too much noise sneaking up on know, you. it's an unbelievable commitment. and that's the problem with both outer space and sorry kamar the ocean is you can't hear anything sneaking up on you well in space you absolutely can't hear anything well Neither in underwater, can you? Yes, you can. Like if I, yell, if you're right beside me in the I ocean, I know, but you can't hear a fish swimming up on you, unless it screams before it attacks you. I'm sorry, Kamar, go ahead. I was just saying it's insane uh, lengths they're going if space doesn't exist to pre- pretend NASA does something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if you want to be an astronaut, you really got to want to be an astronaut. You can't be one foot one. one well, the, all the schooling you have to do, all this training, living underwater, like. The private sector now getting involved in outer space and space travel should absolutely tell you that it 100% does exist because it's not now just the government who is, you know what I mean? It's There's other people out there who are just saying, well, the best is we that. got a lot of money. We're doing it. You can't stop us. Space is real. No, but I just love that too. The idea that like, like you said, it's like all these billion dollar corporations that are getting into it are also part of the scam. Too. Which like, is so possible. Which is so possible. As I was saying, oh, what I was saying. Off. Elon's involved. Well, fuck if so he's you an know alien. He I mean, undelivered it, items. it totally makes sense. It Aliens, totally makes you know about sense. pyramid schemes. But wait, just back to Elon being an alien for one second. So just humor me, okay? Oh my God. This is like the third time you brought this if up. You have, this is the extent of humoring. Oh, forget it. You no, know what? No, 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 no you have no, to now. You no. have to now. I, I, Pick I that well, no, fucking cue card category. back up. This guy it's not even written down. This is a new thought I had. This guy works with Elon. It's, it's, it's somewhat relevant. He talked about Elon, so go. Is that if Elon was an alien, mm-hmm. it would make sense why he is so advanced because they would be feeding tiny bits of information through him to make everything go quicker. Maybe we're saying his name wrong, too. Maybe it's Alien. I don't think you should have done that, Matt. <laughs> Look at Simon's face. Dude, you know the emoji where the guy's head explodes? Yeah. Yeah, well, write that a whole bunch of times. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome for that, Jeff. That's a whole lot of hurt you just did there. <laughs> but I think there's something probably, because I still think there's not a passion to go to space as much as I felt when I was young. But once civilians start going to space... There's going to be some sort of um, YOLO or no FOMO, FOMO about other humans like hearing about what it's like. And, and yeah, I think didn't little Duval talk about that going to space and being like, I'm in space, bitch. He wants and you, you not. And, and he yeah, will. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think this guy's spot on and I want to agree with him that it's about to ramp up in 2020 is going to be despite everyone saying it started really bad. It's been a shitty year so far. I know most people say that about every year when the new year starts, but I really think it le- leaps and bounds or catastrophic accidents. Well, Kamar, it'll be the, the the real the real cusp when I believe we'll have gotten there is when someone does a music video in space. Cuz that'll happen. Mhm. A, a think rapper about, for sure. Well, almost, almost certainly. But like, think about OK Player you, that you've seen that video they did in the anti gravity plane mm-hmm. where they're throwing the laptop. But that has to go loop to loop to loop. Oh, I know. So yeah, yeah. That's time. what I'm saying. Is a rapper will definitely be like, "No, nah, no, nah, bitch, we going to space." Kamar, 2020 signifies perfect sight, clear sight, seeing straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Alien. Yeah, no, Matt, you don't need to tell me twice. We just had oh, a I was gonna say, you know who else is a total fucking alien? 
Go on. Is uh, Facebook dude. Zuckerberg. And again, like something the world needed expedited by this but alien hold on. plant. I think we just agreed recently we don't need Facebook. I'll at least tell but you maybe this. maybe the aliens Simon, think we need Facebook. If I'm going to agree with you, I'm going to believe that they're at least robots then. Robots sent by aliens. So and that Zuckerberg is the first edition. Maybe. Because he's too obvious. But again, like they were like, how do we make the eyes less red? You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 starting to wonder though if if A, they're just so, you know, four steps ahead, or it is possible to like we give aliens a lot of credit. A- you alien life you. a lot of credit. No, no, I mean everybody does that, you know, because of space travel that they would be uber brilliant. You know what I'm saying? But it that's not necessarily the case. They could be uber brilliant in some things and still not understand like the best way to trick a human being, you know? I think we and they just get it too obvious sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a stretch. That's a definite. Stretch. I think it's odd. I don't recall in this podcast uh, them discussing aliens. <laughs> no, this uh, guy is such a blue collar astronaut. Eh? I mean, and I say, dude, that, come on. When you dismissive. said when you said it seemed like he was a plumber, I said I literally thought during this I was like, was he up there to fix the toilet? Because it seemed like literally he was just like Joe, who that's, they had to send up to do basic maintenance. Dude, that's the the theme of Big Bang Theory is one of the guys, uh, Sifowitz or Leibowitz or you know, shame, the, you know that. the little Jew guy there. He is a scientist, an engineer they send up to space okay. because he wins some grant because of a toilet he invents. Oh. A space toilet. Oh, interesting. Yeah, weird, right? Either way, it's weird that you know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. anyone just, watched that. You show. just lost a lot of credibility with Kamar and I. Um, Whatever, man. I have a. I, I watch a lot of shit when it's I diverse. Um, no, when Kamar, I'm with houses. you. This guy seemed very blue collar. He just broke stuff down in a way that I could understand, and I, I was. Um, I, I I preferred listening a little bit quicker, just to get through it. But uh, it, it was a really great podcast that. Blew my mind. I thought I was going to be bored. Did anybody notice the name of the two next astronauts that are going up in the SpaceX flight? No. Bob and Doug. The McKenzie brothers are going up? The, I, he kept saying Bob and Doug are going up Fucking next. Fucking hosers. Bob and Doug are going up next. Bob and Doug are going up next. They get in the they get in the jet. Put it in low, eh? Like winter. And I think he was like, hey, hoser. Yeah, hoser. Put the jet in low, bud. And I think he was like, I told you space was real, hoser. Sorry, come on. Legitimately salty that he needed five more days to get the patch. Well, wouldn't you be, man? But can't you give me a patch? Well, like, they obviously don't give you a patch unless you make a hundred reserve days. only for a hundred days. That's well, so. That's mean, what man. it is. It doesn't say ninety-five days. But that's that's okay. that's not woke. They you know don't. Should they be? don't Everyone give a purple a heart to a guy who kind of saves somebody from dying in the war. To be very anti-Joe, it should be like bowling. They should have one thing in the middle. And then patches that you put around. It's like 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, yeah. 40. Like that everybody everyone... gets a patch for trying. Well, no. Then... <laughs> I, listen, 10 days in space. That's crazy to me. Of you should course, get a patch for that. Course. Why does it have to be 100? Well, I'm sure they do have a 10-day patch. They it probably sound have a 90-day like patch. It's just not a 100-day patch. Well, it didn't sound like there's a 90-day patch. Salty. He sounded, yeah, not pleased about it. I can't believe I'm doing this, but he mentioned that how he's convinced that alien Musk wants to die on the moon. Yeah, that, that, that alien. That, that alien. That Musk. is his 
plan. Like, why are we doing all this? I'm doing this so I can die up there. It's nuts. In my homeland. It's the ultimate retire. My, it's the Kamar, ultimate retirement in plan in his my homeland. homeland. Yeah. And Joe is shocked. He's like, why would he want to go up there? There's nothing up there. They're going to have to live in a little colony. No. He knows exactly what's up there. They live inside of Mars and he's going home. He's so bored of Earth. He wants to go to Mars. Alien Musk. Exactly. That, I wish I could just drop this mic. I know you'd get angry yeah, at me. Yeah, I would. But You're I want to just right. drop the mic and walk upstairs. And he was talking about how, well, when you want to leave someplace, you have to wait for the the spin to be in the right place of where you are to yeah, yeah. catapult you off. There's a story about a plane that flew from New York to London or vice versa in four and a half hours because it caught a wind. Yeah, a tailwind. Yeah. Yeah. A crazy wind. And it's normally a seven hour flight. It, everything like that space and um, resistance it's all marvel again when you watch the rockets that they blast off moves over 150 feet and just lands like it's so cool and yeah, it's nuts. was it so real so mismanaged by NASA to keep it popular I think and a couple of big blow-ups that derails everything well no it's like this guy said it's the government red tape that really derailed it and Once someone could just come along and streamline it, it everything opens up. And, and the technology and now, the come on. And the market decides, you know what I mean? Like the general public will decide. But what's on, the market for jets? No, no, or no. Like, no I, I, don't, I mean the market for space decided sure. that it just wasn't popular enough for the people to stand behind it anymore. But that also comes from, I guess, the government not pushing it as hard. Well, it would take the who's ever running NASA at the time to be manipulative of the military industrial complex and make them think it's in their best interest because that's where all the money's going or went because that was their biggest issue going back to congress like okay these rockets didn't work we need another six billion but this time it'll work i wonder if he was the first jew in space who this guy yeah because he was he, a a jew? he was jewish yeah how'd you know that because he says at one point uh my jewish my little jewish mother that, that was I had to well he's like 5'2 he, or something I was he's just like, gonna says, say when he said his height I was like is he joking he's 5'2 that could also five, give, four, it, I think. give it away that he's a Jew yeah he said 5'4 though not 5'2 well he's still very small 5'2 well, is wildly small yeah his ability to break down complex stuff I, I love really that Joe's surprised. like, what's the view like when you got there? And he's like, not that impressive. Yes. I was like, what are you fucking this, nuts? Like, this is what I'm talking about. That was the worst. That's what he meant by Hatfield and him. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, he was, Hatfield's poetic. He's like, ah, it's the moon. The new oh, viewing the platform sounds cool. Oh, everything sounds no, cool. No, I mean, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near any of it, but that sounds cool. I'd never go up there when he's like, oh yeah, shrapnel hits this thing all the fucking time. Yeah, later. Well, there's so much space garbage up there. We know this. Yeah, we spoke about this like, last week. It must just constantly be smashing into it that's why their whole job is just as a repairman yeah and everything least, has to be with like this you can't have oh this part doesn't fit or whatever i gotta say i also like this guy over hatfield because at least this guy was like yeah i don't mind watching movies that are like a little bit off like i i have no problem suspending my disbelief like for a movie he's like yeah it's total bullshit you could never direct yourself from one ship to another with a fire extinguisher but whatever i'm and at to, the movies to put yourself in that position to be so far away from everything in your life and just say i'm gonna work this hard yeah. to get to there to do some experiments maybe die yeah, and it's, it's unbelievable the drive 
I read an article that Chris Hatfield uh, <laughs> went to see Gravity and got thrown out of the theater for standing up too many times and being like, bullshit. Well, that's fucking annoying. Yeah, it's so annoying. That's, that's super annoying. What's up, Simon? Uh, just did you ever think you would hear the name the Boeing Starliner or the Boeing Starhopper? Like, that's where we are now. You know what I'm saying? The Used to hear cool. the Boeing... 747 the like don't they have a dragon as well it's the uh spacex dragon but yeah. that's just you know you we never heard spacex before so spacex is sound spacey boeing is just the guys who make our airplanes and all of a sudden they're that's making our spaceships it's so fucking crazy no, boeing's not canadian no we're bombardier, bombardier yeah. yeah do you think this pursuit of space gets amazon off the hook for um not paying taxes because Bezos is, uh, no, man, he should still pay his fucking taxes. Mm -hmm. They're going to make tons of cash off of this. When they start fucking sending people into space on vacations at a million dollars a pop, like. I don't know. Will they? I guess they think that's, is. that's why they're doing this. He told you the first run is for NASA. The next one is to get people to travel. And and it's, do you think it's happening at the end of this year? Like I, to me, it still feels like this is 10 years away. I don't. Did he say how close they were to he, they? He said their shuttle for NASA was like almost ready to go. I thought, but I could be wrong. I thought they were close. Yeah. He said 2020 is the year, man. And I feel that because it's all happening, but. What does that actually mean is going to happen? I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, listen, it'd be sick if it was like 2040 Connor Khabib on the moon. That'd be incredible. I wouldn't go, but that would be incredible. On the moon or if we a, get a to that point, match on the moon. There you go. If we get to that point, we'd have to be uh, transporting and not traveling. Like this, even what we're doing, the most advanced, exciting stuff is still archaic in the thought of like, how are you going to get these distances in reasonable time? Well, Simon, he did mention, he's like, he, I, there was definitely the Mars stuff. He was like, none of this is in our lifetime. None of this. Because he was like, it's such a huge but undertaking. But Elon wants to die up there, so. Yeah, but then he then he finished by saying he was like, the terraforming specifically is not, is not yeah. on the table at all. But, but he even a said, colony. but what he said was that the colony, he said, we can't do that unless we can grow food up there or else everyone dies right away because it's not feasible for them to bring that amount of food. You, you know why Elon is going to be able to die up there, Matt? Go on. Because alien lives till he's like 148 or something mm. or 300, you know, he'll have plenty of time to figure this all out. Well, maybe he'll just Neuralink himself into a computer and continue to run fucking... And fucking, just throw a drone towards Mars and get there? We all agreed that <laughs> we just be a little spider. do Neuralink, right? <laughs> just a little... What? What? We all agreed we won't We won't do Neuralink. We haven't agreed to anything. I wouldn't do Neuralink 1.0, that's for sure. No fucking way. Okay, but if it ever comes during our lifetime, if there comes a point where they're like, okay put this Neuralink in and it's going to, you know, connect you to the system and it's going to make everything better. Would you agree to that? I would read myself. I would read every single word of the fine print. I wouldn't do it. I'm telling and you this right now. When that day happens, I'm going the exact opposite direction. Cabin I'm in the woods. Escaping society. Yeah. It, when that choice comes up, consider my choice made. There would be uh, a sliding scale of better... You're, what is it called? Diminishing returns. Eurolink? 
Neuralink. Neuralink. That's it. There'd be different levels, like really high-end Neuralink and like cheap knockoff Neuralink, and it would just fuck us up more. You'd get the knockoff. There's going to be a separation. Uh, you, know? you, end with, you end up with you end up with Eurolink. With Eurolink. The <laughs> That's how I got there. Yeah, exactly. No, I'll do it. If yeah, you're... don't buy the Eurolink. Yeah, it's, it's bad for you. Spine, it causes spina bifida. Yeah. <laughs> spina bifida. You like that one? Are we I done do, then? You want to rate this? I like that. Um, let me just make sure I didn't leave anything out here. No, I think we're done, man. All right. Kamara, you... No, Simon, you start by rating it. Start with you, motherfucker. I mean, I give this a four. I thought this was great. It's only two hours, too, which is nice. I didn't even notice, but well, yeah. two thirteen. But really, it, it, was it was feasible. What Kamar, was this what do you guy's give it? name again? I too give it a four. I thought it was a great way to end the week, and ba boom. We what was have his name Andrew Doyle. Wasn't that oh, it? No, Garrett. Garrett. Oh yeah, that was the Reisman. Englishman. Sorry, Garrett Reisman. Yeah, um, Jew Reisman. I also give it a four. We have an agreement. agreement. Nice way to end. Yeah. Great way to end with a nice little agreement. Um, so do you want to go back over the week? Do you uh, do you want to re-rate the week, Kamar? Well, I think uh, the week really stumbled for me with uh, Tom Papa and uh, Lex Friedman. Those are just low points. And I gave it a 3.2. This is so great. And uh, Jim Norman was really great. And I like Tom Papa. Even though it was 50 times. I'll go up to 3.5. 3.5. Sort of brought it down a bit, but... I oh, what did me. you give it, Matt? Come here. Three point five. So I think you went up way up. Way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what I gave it in the beginning. So I'm gonna. This is truly me, like rating it as as this game is supposed to be played. Um, a three. And I'll go with a three seven five. What did I give it originally? Let me go back and check, Matthew. Um. Week 68. Kamar gave it a 3.2. Very peculiar. So you went up a 0.5. Matt gave it a 3, and I Simon stuck. gave it a 3.75. Okay, and you went down? No, I stayed the you same. You stayed the same. Okay, well, there you go. Pretty consistent across the board. Um, as usual, thank you so much for sticking around as long as you have. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at jreepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter and an Instagram. They are both jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamarabar. Thank you for listening. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can follow Simon on Instagram. We're at Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-I-D with five E's. Um, we have a Reddit. It's uh, reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Is that right? Sounds about right. Whatever. And uh, the Patreon. If you want to support the show, we put out extra content on the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. The YouTube is coming, folks. I promise. At some point, it's coming. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Anything else, boys? You both look uh, No, I still, I have a bunch of stuff I want to talk about on the post, Joe. I'm fired up. Like, it's way too out of uh, anything to do. So, I mean, I thought it was a, a good bounce back week for the week before with only two guests. Way to go, Joe. Hope everything's all right. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend, and uh, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open.